was that? I Did you no know idea. that Scott Pilgrim dated Captain Marvel, fought Superman and Captain America? Yes. Okay. I, I, I just rewatched uh, Scott Pilgrim a couple weeks ago, and I was so surprised when I saw Brandon Ralph. Thomas, she does. And, and the Adam. You know who else is that? Thomas Jane. Oh, my God. He's in it for like 30 seconds. He's the vegan police. Yes, I know. Okay, anyway. Uh, hello, and welcome to the 57th episode Probably of Probably his best role. Hello and welcome to the 57th episode of Damage Control Podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the convention's ideas. Oh, is he the milk and eggs bitch? Milks and eggs, bitch. No. No. No? The other guy, I think. Well, you'll have to wait for Adam's other podcast to know about Thomas Jane and Scott Pilgrim. First of all, you're guesting on another podcast. We've never guested on it. Aren't you doing Thrones and Scones? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Are we even fucking recording? I don't know. Did you hit the button? All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to the 57th episode of Damage Control Podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the conventions, ideas, and genres of filmmaking. I'm here with... Daniel Newkirk. Yahweh. <laughs> Cody. Okay. That, w- that was a little hint. Tyler gave you a little hint to today's episode. Nope, Tonight, we're, we're talking about Yahweh? Just, Yahweh. Just, just told you my real name. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, like, I've stumbled across Yahweh a couple times. It's always been, like, accidental. Like, you know, flip, 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 and then there it is. I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> And uh, wait, is this, is this a joke? Is this a joke that's going over my head? It, Cody gets it. <laughs> I will have to mention that Daniel actually sold por- pornography for a little while when he ran a comic store. Like three, not like a whole shelf of it, but there's like three or four. That's a, you have to tell me that story later. It, 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 I, I am. It's he, he literally just told you this. Yeah, he, I, I accidentally bought Yahweh, and I. I Yahweh's porn? Yeah. Yahweh. It's a, it's a, specific, a specific type of porn, yeah. What's the type? It's the kind you'd like. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, you, a I romantic guy on guy. Continental breakfast style? Yeah, Yahweh is the Japanese Sometimes. term for romantic mm. relationship involving two. Like a little bit of docking, yeah. And Never uh, got into docking. I don't even like <laughs> watching it. It's boring. Docking? Not docking. Not enough action. And it's usually emotional boys. Okay, here we go. Tonight's episode, episode 57, Hell Nor Heaven. We will take a look. We started that one, right? Look at that. We will take a look and discuss flicks that revolve around hell or heaven. Trivia. Everyone ready? Yeah, sure. No. I tried tried to include everyone since apparently Uh I hurt people's feelings. So I'm trying to include everyone. What? Oh, did you include your other podcast too? Yeah, the last trivia question is actually on that podcast. Oh, right. I don't do trivia on that podcast. <laughs> what are the games? So the, you actually <laughs> what? You don't uh, nothing. I'm just so mad that other people don't have to suffer through this. What are the games that Bill and Ted challenge death in Bogus Journey? Uh, Twister. Twister is one. Uh, Clue. Clue is another one. Chess. Nope. Battleship. Battleship is one. Oh, yeah, What's Battleship. the last one? Monopoly? No. No. Connect Ford? Nope. Sorry? No. I am sorry. That is not correct. Hmm. I don't know. We got like three of them, so we went. Oh, yeah. Oh. Battleship, Clue, Electronic Football, and Ending in Twister. Oh, he's got that. The Grim Reaper's got the best line at the end of that song. You might be a king or a lowly street sweeper, but every kind of stuff. Sooner or later, you all dance with the Reaper. But you forgot you yeah. forgot to duck as he twists yeah. the sire on his head. Uh, a serial killer was when he was put to death. That's the last words that he chose. Okay, here we go. In 1999's End of Days, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger 
and Gabriel Bryan. Wait, who is it? Star? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did I not say it right? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger? You are getting way too close to a certain word you shouldn't be saying. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, but we'll just, we'll just, hey, we don't have all day, Daniel. Okay, sorry, just, sorry, just, sorry. Okay, just, just, yeah, just Star, Arnold. starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Gabe O'Brien as Satan. What does Satan use <laughs> to blow up Kevin Pollock's car? I, I said, oh, I'm looking at the word. Yeah, I know what word you think I'm getting close to saying. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the name. Okay, what does Satan use to blow up Kevin Pollock's car? I have no idea. I've never seen it. I just remember that has one of the best versions of the devil. Like he's just so smooth, and I didn't say the best, but definitely up there. Like he's just a really, really good devil. Uh, P. Satan pisses on the wall and lets it flow over to his car. Then he lights the P on fire, huh. and that blows up huh. uh, Kevin Pollock's. Did you name your son after Gabriel Bryan? No, I named him after Gabriel from Supernatural. Oh, okay. Because he looks at his brother, who is Lucifer, and says, I love you, but you are a great big bag of dicks. <laughs> and in that moment, so I you knew. So na- you named your son after <laughs> yep. a big bag of dicks? No, okay. Lucifer is the big bag of oh, dicks. Oh, Lucifer is the big bag of dicks. Gotcha. Gabriel stars in a porno in that, in that show. <laughs> no. Does your wife know about this? Yeah, she watched it. Okay. In, in Tenacious D, Maybe. in Tenacious D, in The Pick of Destiny... What was the pick made from? His tooth. Bang. Whose tooth? The devil. The devil. Okay. Beelzevoss. What did they turn his broken horn into? A bong. The bong of destiny. The bong of destiny. In 2001's Frailty, Bill Paxton's character was given an axe to kill demons from heaven. What name is inscribed on the handle? What name is... Here's a clue. They inspect elevators. Otis. Otis. Correct. Is there a reason why Otis is inscribed on it? They didn't really say. Some people think that that's the name, the actual name of Bill Paxson's character because he's only referred to as Dad. Oh. Or Otis is, uh, stands for something, but I forgot what it stood for. Oh. What was the name of the movie? Frailty. Mm. Uh, in 1997's ABC TGIF sitcom Teen Angel, Marty DePaulo dies and returns to be a guardian angel to his best friend Steve. How did Marty die? Ate that old hot dog. Nope. Of of all the the great Heaven and Hell movies, you chose the ABC Family TGI TGIF TGIF nineteen ninety seven nineteen ninety seven Teen Angel. Yeah, hey, did you watch that show? No, no, I did not. I didn't have cable back then. It's on Channel 3. You don't need cable. You oh, said ABC It's family. a hamburger, not a hot dog. Marty dies from Damn eating it. a six-month-old hamburger from under Steve's bed on a dare. I knew it was <sighs> Damn. Okay. I'm going to be disappointed. None of you get this. In the flick, Boondock Saints, Connor and Murphy have tattoos inked on their hands. What do they say? Or what are they? Uh, Requitus and Viratus. No. Viratus. It is. It's truth and justice. Truth and justice in Gaelic. Wait, say it again. Uh, I believe it's requitus and veritas. It's veritas. That's Latin. That's the wrong truth. pronunciation. The V is pronounced with a W sound in Latin. And equitus. Equitus. Okay. Is that okay? Is it, is the, what does that have to do with heaven and hell? They're on a mission from God. They are is divine inspired mission. I knew that. I. Just, you know, they have a tattoo of Jesus on their back, but, you know, you didn't talk about that one. 
How can you get a trivia question about that? <laughs> okay, episode 57. What, what tattoo did Connor and Murphy have on their back? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Connor got the top half. Murphy's got the bottom half. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. That's dumb. You're dumb. Who has a bottom half of Jesus on their back? Murphy. I'm looking we just right. went. We just went through that. You can see it real good. And Norman Reedus' ass in All Saints Day. That, that sounds like a really bad tattoo. Like, go blonde? Like, blonde? Like, blonde? <laughs> like, surfer boy, gay, gay, blonde. Stank old boy, boy. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. It's so politically incorrect, but. I don't see the back tattoo. Should have called it the rule of the wrist. <laughs> Jumping movies here. Oh, yeah, I see it. Okay, that looks weird. Okay, anyway, here we go. Uh, episode 57, what are some of your favorite depictions of hell in cinema or, or any media? Mm-hmm. Like hell itself or like the... Yeah, it's a picture. Yeah. I enjoy uh, Little Nicky's Hell. Okay, okay. So Supernatural. Lucifer's Hell. You have to explain it to people who have a life and don't watch that crap show. Oh, because it's definitely not you. You uh-huh. have no fucking life. Well, the first time you see Supernat or the Hell and Supernatural, it's Daniel is breathing really heavy. It's when mind. Dean <sighs> he really likes Supernatural. <clears throat> I am a big fan. Uh, Dean gets dragged to hell, and it's just like darkness, lightning cracking. You have no idea what's going on. So it's minimalistic. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the next time you see it, uh, Crowley's in charge, and he basically makes you wait in a very long line for no reason for all of eternity. <laughs> So it's more of like cosmic uh, t- karma. Yeah. Or eternal DMB. And then Lucifer has a, the show Lucifer has a very good depiction of hell. Which is? So when Lucifer was cast out of heaven, hell grew around him. He didn't make it. God created it. And it's just, it, it's like all dark, like there's ash falling everywhere, but it's not fire and brimstone. And there's just like billions upon billions of doors of all different places. And the whole point of hell in that universe is that God doesn't decide who goes to hell. Humanity does. So when you die, you decide if you're a good enough person to go to heaven. So basically, when you go to hell, you're stuck in this infinite loop of what you've deemed keeping yourself out of heaven. And the whole point is that you can leave hell anytime you want. Anytime you accept that you did something wrong and that you're better than that, you literally just open the door to hell and then you go to heaven. Okay. That is a really awesome concept. I like that a lot. Okay. Daniel? Um, I- any medium. Doesn't, I mean... Constantine's hell. Yeah, I got that down. Love Constantine's Hell. Yeah, yeah Constantine's Hell is pretty cool. Because it's kind of like um, hell's, hell's wherever it is you are at that time. Mm-hmm. It just turns into like a hellscape. Yeah, that, sorry, that's just a really hard one. I think my favorite in all literature is the depiction in Dante's Inferno. Okay, um, the, I've always enjoyed um, uh, the the original uh, Divine Comedies aspect where you know, you've got these different floors and it's not demons doing malicious things but it's actual prison over and over again 
Um, I do think that the rules are a little too strict in, in Dante's version. Right. Um, I mean, he goes through a floor that is literally just unbaptized children. Um, well, what are you going to do? Right? Um, but I just, as always such an iconic way to imagine hell to me. And I've lost track how many times I've read the the, the Inferno section of Divine Comedy. Did you, did you ever watch that animated movie they put out right in front of uh, the video game? Yes, I watched that one. What do you think? It was fine. Um, I didn't care for the way they um, uh, changed art styles in the middle of the movie. Yeah, what did um, you think of the voice acting for um, Dante? It, it was fine. It wasn't anything you, great, but it, it wasn't bad. Do you think it was kind of over the top? Because he's always like yelling. Well, in the video game, it's kind of like that too. Oh, like okay, okay. The video game really double downs on that. Uh, actually, I think my favorite version of Dante's Inferno is actually... Um, one that's done kind of South Park style with like paper cutout puppets hmm. um, and done kind of puppet showy and real low graphics, real low budget. But it's such a fantastic, like you get uh, Virgil the Poet and Dante dies and he's going through and it's all like a very modernized version of the Hells. Okay. Um, so like the the he hits the floor of lust and it's like a red light district. Um, the the bridge of lies that he takes to get to the final hell is a Fox News helicopter. Like it's it's got some real funny like that's hitting a <laughs> nail right on the head. Right, it's got a lot of really funny things, and it's it's just called Dante's Inferno. I found it on Netflix five years ago. Can't find it again, but yeah, it's all done in like paper cutout, and like they do that kind of exaggerated mouth opening puppeteering, right. and it was just really well done. Uh. Br- uh, Alex Proyas, the, the guy that did uh, Dark City, um, he did that Nick Cage movie, The Knowing. Um, what was his last? He did The Crow. He did one other one just recently. Oh, uh, Gods of Egypt. Mm, okay. He was supposed to do a live action Dante's Inferno with uh, Bradley Cooper, but it just kind of just if there was news, 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 news. It was moving forward, moving forward, and then now it's just no one talks about it. So I, I don't. We're all too busy making superhero movies. Fair enough, Cody. What's your favorite version of Hell? This room. (laughs) Uh, It's not my favorite version of Hell, but it's the one that, like, scares me the most. Okay. To a degree. It's uh, that Robin Williams movie, What Dreams May Come. Oh, that comes up on this list a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that version where you don't actually know you're in Hell. You're just... Like, you're just there. So you don't even... kind of, like, just cutting this loop. So you don't even know if you're dead. You don't even know that you don't you even know you're dead or alive or anything like that. You're just there. Okay. And until you can realize that, you're just stuck there. It's not like it's not like I, I like I like the visual that he presented with the doors and such. But I think the version they got uh, just that one scene where it's just the thousands of the, faces the just faces. sticking out of the ground. Like and then you got to walk across that to get to where you're going. It just scares the living hell out of me. Literally, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got. Uh, it's also my favorite oh. favorite ver- uh, interpretation of heaven. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, that comes yep. up on both. Yeah, um, I put uh, Constantine. I put Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I really like the 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 rock cover art oh. style hell where they where it's like the gigantic. The horned Satan, yeah. and they're being pushed on the rocks. That's cool. Uh, Hellraiser 2 Hellbound. I really like that one. I really like the idea of hell in there. 
Um, uh, there's a found footage flick that's fairly new called As Above, So Below. Uh, it was on on Netflix for a while. It's got a very cool. It it did like Dante's Inferno. If you like those type of stories, check up uh, check As Above, So Below. And it's got uh, the dude from Harry Potter, um, the dude that created the Philosopher's Stone. It's all about the Philosopher's Stone. Nicholas Flamel? Yeah, it's all about mm. Nicholas Flamel and the Philosopher's Stone. So check that out. Uh, so according to horrornews.net, the top horror movies that go to hell. Okay, real quick before you do your list. Yes, sir. Uh, that version of Dante's Inferno I was talking about, if you're having a hard time finding it, um, is done by Ricochet, and it features uh, Dermot Mulroney and James Cromwell in it. James Cromwell, what? Oh, I know that he was on Law and Order, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the actual senator that became an actor. I don't know about that. No, no, no. James Cromwell. No, he wasn't in that. James Cromwell. He was in um, uh, Green Mile. There you go. He was the the bald dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Right. Gotcha. He was gotcha. warden. He's in Big Hero Six. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, he's in the Jurassic Park. Who is he in Jurassic Park? The lawyer. He's the. The uh, Benjamin Locke. Hammond's business partner, a cloned. Oh, you mean the newest? Yeah, the oh, okay, Fallen right. Kingdom. Right, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm with you on. Okay, okay. Uh, hardnews.net, top horror movies that go to hell. Uh, the first two I do not know. They're both, they're, they are foreign flicks. They are 2010's No Reason and 1992's The Burning Moon. This one mm-hmm. I did know. I'm going to get called a hipster, but I, I studied it in cinematography class. 1911's uh, El Inferno. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. Dude, it is a classic. Watch it. It is creepy as fuck. I was making a joke. It is creepy as fuck. Watch it. Um, and then they got Hellraiser 2 Hellbound. Mm. Uh, Event Horizon. Ooh, Event Horizon. I love that's, Event Horizon. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I haven't seen it. That's one of those movies that I just put on it that's like, if I can't, it's like one of my uh, default movies. If I'm bored, I'll just throw it on there. Yeah, there's so, so many great, like, like ghosts that haunt that ship and how they they portray themselves especially like the um like the the kid who jizzed himself himself into space like that is just one of those scenes that just churns your stomach as you're watching it it's so good you've seen it haven't you i haven't seen all of it okay you made me watch it uh nope 1998's what dreams may come uh this one i'm a big movie i try to make everyone watch this movie uh, 2000s, The Cell, nope. G- Jennifer Lopez, mm. uh, Vince Vaughn. Vincent Is that the and, one where they go in the si- inside the dude's head? Yeah. It's mm. awesome, awesome. Uh, I saw that on opening night by myself in the theater. Not a single person there. I remember um, watching it a while back. It's, it's awesome. Man. Yeah. I uh, um, Actually, kind of funny story about that. So Adam was showing me a script, and he hands it to me and says, this is kind of inspired by The Cell. So I read through the script, and I really liked it. And um, I went, okay, I'm going to go watch this movie because uh, it's been so long since I've seen it. So I pop it on Netflix. I'm like, oh, there it is, The Cube. And I watch it. And I'm <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I remember this conversation. Boy, this doesn't seem right. Maybe he meant one of the sequels. So I ended up watching Cube 2 and Cube 3. Uh, Cube 2, Hypercube? What do you yeah. think? Oh, it was fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was. 3 was pretty bad, too. Cube 0, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. So I'm like, Okay, I don't see the inspiration between this script and the cube, but whatever, Adam. And I end up having handing him the script back, and he's like, "So," and I'm like, "Yeah, I watched it. I don't know if I saw the inspiration." And he and I got into a little bit of an argument until I'm like, "I watched the cube. It didn't seem to have anything to do with this script." <laughs> no, like no, <laughs> yeah, no, the cell, dumbass. <laughs> uh, 
uh, okay, so they they put these both together. <laughs> I'm not sure why, other than being comic book movies. Uh, Con- 2005's Constantine and 97's Spawn. I'm not sure why they they tackled them together. Similar. But Hell's not yeah, Spawn. No, Spar, uh, Spawn's an image. They're going to do, do them similar in appearance. Marvel's oh. Dark Horse? No. Or is it uh, just completely separate? Uh, Spawn is... Uh, uh, image. Yeah, it's Image, it, yeah. but... Is Image Comics Image Comics completely separate entity? Oh yeah, yeah, they're their own thing. Okay, um, so it's not like how DC uses Dark Horse for their non. The, well, Dark Horse is its own thing too. Uh, DC uses Vertigo. DC's things are DC and Vertigo. Marvel is Marvel and Max. What the hell am I thinking of them? Uh, Never mind. Wildstorm because they bought uh, DC bought Wildstorm. No, I, I what, didn't even know that no, Wildstorm was a thing. Never mind. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, I don't know this one, but next one they got is 2015's Baskin. No, okay. Uh, and then 1985's Legend. I've never seen okay. it, but we all. But I know the classic Tim Curry Devil mm. character. That's one that has always been on my watch list, but I never got around to seeing yeah, it. I've seen it. Uh, 2006 Silent Hill and the sequel Silent Hill Revelations, which I liked the first one, but I did not like Revelations. I didn't. The first one's got a really great um, scene in it where, um, like, the police officer gets burnt alive. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it is stomach churning. It is such a great, like, suspense and horror. F- do, you, do you remember the scene in the bathroom where the, the character comes crawling out all bound up in barbed wire? Yes. And Red Pyramid? I met that dude. Cool guy. He's an interpretive dancer. Really flexible. Huh. Cool guy. Huh. Uh, huh. Not the same, not the same convention that I met Doug Jones at. That gave me a hug. Um, okay. And then I watched a little documentary about Doug Jones. He's very interesting. Is he? He's kind of a weird dude, isn't he? No, he's just kind of a really good guy. He played a demon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he played death. You played the ice cream demon in Legion. Oh, I thought all those were angels. Well, they were, but I mean, when an angel goes bad, I call it a demon. Okay. He fucking he put his foot in his mouth and he's trying to pull it back out. He's really good at and it. And you know what? It worked. <laughs> I mean, really, it depends on which version of Mythos you want because, like, demons are the angels that fell with Lucifer in some of them. Thank you, sweetie. You're welcome. I got you. I don't like the fact that you two fucking work together. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cutting in on some of your personal time there? Yes. Uh, and well, then, maybe if you didn't spend so much time on your other podcast... We I would do. have more time I together. more time on this one. Uh-huh. Uh, I do this one every week. I do the other one like once a month. Uh-huh. It's like my period for the month. Right. It's just uh-huh. where he goes to, goes to, to unwind because we're not enough for you anymore. That's yeah. right. He does us all, all every week, but he only sees his mistress once a month. Yeah. Okay, and then finally, 2016, uh, The Void. That's on Netflix. Please watch it. It's fucking amazing. Uh, if you like oh HP, if you like HP Lovecraft, I don't uh, because do. because of you and the other gentleman that we did the HP Lovecraft podcast. Uh, uh, Connor Cornwell. Connor Cornwell. Uh, episode nine point five. Check it out. Because of these two, I watched that movie. Love it. Um, when it comes to depictions of hell or the underworld in cinema, what what do you look for? What, what do you what, what do you want to see? I, I think I want to see like that existential horror that is not just fire and brimstone here i'm going to cause you physical pain i want to see something that's going to cause you 
spiritual pain, emotional pain, because that's the kind of pain that to me is it, it's the most damning. It's the one that would make me feel like I'm in hell okay. the most. I agree. I don't want to see physical pain. I want to see people being broken down from the inside. You okay. Can, you can deal with physical pain. Okay. Uh, same with what uh, Daniel and Tyler said, but I also like uh, I like seeing a process to some degree. Like that's kind of the reason I like uh, the little Nikki version and some of the other versions that have like it's there's an organization system. Like and kind of like I'm not going to say like a sort of a comedy aspect of it to a degree. Like, uh, oh, you did this? All right, yeah, this is where usually these fucking guys go. Yeah, go in that area. Oh, shit, you're this kind of guy? Oh, man, we're going to have to make a new room for you. Something like that. To a degree. Okay. Uh, I like seeing something in charge. Not just like, oh, shit, I'm there and just shit keeps happening. So you don't like chaos? You want to see? No, I don't. He He wants a bureaucratic hell. (laughs) <laughs> oh, bureaucracy in itself. Yeah. Is kind of, uh, right. And though I do admit the chaotic hell, I think it's a lot more scary to think about. But I think that's mostly just me trying to like, okay, maybe if, we, if there's a system to it, I, it won't be as bad. Has there ever been uh, a version of a movie? The, the 1911 movie I was talking about is kind of similar. But has there ever been like a Judeo-Christian version of hell in movies where it's just like, a burning pit of fire, the the red skinned, horned devil, bedazzled, <laughs> bedazzled, bedazzled. Okay, you know that. You know the. I know you know it. There's only one thing I remember from that movie. Elizabeth Hurley. The red bikini. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's the only thing I can remember. Was that, was that a good movie? I know yeah. the red bikini was good. Mm-hmm. Bedazzled. It was, it, it was a horrible fun. movie. You know that was a remake of a foreign film. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and also it was the first one where we found out about DVD Easter eggs. Oh really? Okay. What yeah. was what was the Easter egg? So if you're like you've got like a special features and it had like the, um, the deleted scenes and stuff, but there's one deleted scene that was so so controversial they didn't put it in the deleted scenes, but they put it on the DVD. So to access it, you had to go like up to a certain point and then scroll over, and it highlighted like the horns on the DVD menu. And then it would play the scene. Hmm. And basically what that scene is, is uh, I think it's Brendan Fraser's character. Naked. Um, not quite. Hmm. Um, but they, they he, he you click on, and it's, it's um, Brendan Fraser's character, and he wishes for uh, fame and money. And she makes him a rock star. And, like, he's this coked out, drugged up rock star. Like, you see him do a line of coke, and then his girlfriend goes down on him in the middle of this dressing room and then he gets kind of like shoved out into front of an audience and can't perform anymore. Oh. Yeah. Well, because Brendan Fraser, <clears throat> Brendan Fraser was a good guy. Why did he end up going to hell? Or He didn't. He sold his soul. What did he sell his soul for? Just to be he noticed? Wanted, he wanted to get the girl. Yep. Oh, and so then yeah. so they give him those witches. How did like, he, but she couldn't just make him love him. A, then he did, meets God in jail. Well, it is God. In jail, and he's like, "Well, I sold my soul," and that's when he gives a speech about it's not your soul to begin; it's it's not yours to sell. So you that's how he gets it. out of it. No, no, he does something selfish or selfless. Selfless, okay, all right. 
Um, My favorite scene of that is when she's just in the nursing home just switching all the pills out for candy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, you get a Mike and Ike, you get some M&M's. What Mike and Ike is for indigestion and M&M's is for diarrhea. I guess. I don't know. No, I work at a nursing home. That's the way it is. Oh, right. yep. uh, what are they don't listen so I can't get fired what are some you just said they was listening not the proper people who can fire me yes. <laughs> what? What? until they start playing it on the loudspeakers through work hey guys this is what Adam did last week I'm just waiting for that yeah. that's alright I know where to unplug it to where it won't work what are some things you get tired of what, what are some things what are some overused tropes uh, I don't like I don't like the businessman devil you don't like the businessman devil? I, I don't. I think it's overused. I think it's done really well with Al Pacino. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro did it well. But I, I don't like the, the slicked hair businessman. What about the Twilight Zone businessman devil? Nah. You don't like that? Uh, well, I guess the ridge, but it's and I, I like the I like the, the devil at the crossroads type devil, but it Used sparingly, used well. I like it. Uh, I don't like. I don't like the over the top. I, I talk about it all the time. I don't like the over the top devil who just wants to destroy the world type, type thing. Um, I, I guess. My, I guess. I guess I haven't really seen a hell that like like that. I guess as as above, so below kind of has a pretty good hell that and that scares me a little bit. But hell in cinema doesn't really doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, Renaissance paintings creep me that creep me out. I don't really care for that too much. But um, what, uh, you guys, what are some tropes about hell in cinema? Uh, yeah, I think for me the the stereotypical like flames and oh, we are going to torture you by disemboweling you and stuff like that just gets old. Like it's not scary. It's not terrifying. Like sometimes if you can hit the vulnerable parts of the body, sometimes it's kind of creepy. But overall, like it's just just old hat. I I, I personally do really like the businessman devil. Um, you can do it wrong, but I really like it well. Like I guess the, I guess the one thing I don't like about the businessman devil is he set up the entire <clears throat> movie to be pure evil, pure smart, pure cunning, and then there, then all of a sudden your hero's got plot armor and the devil makes a really stupid mistake. And it's like clearly he wouldn't have made that mistake. You know, and then you somehow trick the devil, and it's like that dude is way too smart to fall for that stupid little trick. Well, see, that's why I like um, one of my favorite businessman devils is Al Pacino from Devil's Advocate, um, because I think even though he loses at the end of that movie, he still ends up winning because he yeah, still ends up ruining the guy. Yeah. Well, he like goes back in time, or he is like goes back in time a little bit, and he's still like, it, like it's reciprocal. It, like a, just a big circle. He's giving him another chance to fuck up, right? Right. Yeah. It's like a um, he plays the tempter businessman. The the hey, look what I can do for you. Do this. Do this. Do this. And then Keanu Reeves at the end um, rejects it. And I like that a lot. That insidious tempter type devil. Okay. I'm looking at you, Tyler. <coughs> what, what are some What are some things you uh, overused tropes or tired tropes of hell? That you don't really care for in cinema. I can't really think of any that I don't really like. I mean, I to me, everyone has their own definition of hell and what it should look like and what it should be like. And I like to see the different varieties and you know what, because to me, hell is supposed to be like this truly terrifying place. 
So I like to see what people come up with that. So I don't really think of anything that's really a trope that I don't. What do you guys think of Robot Hell from Futurama? It's from Futurama. Hey, oh, you don't like Futurama. Fuck up. Daniel. What do you guys think of uh, Robot Hell from Futurama? I think it's pretty funny. Let me mute Daniel's mic real quick. You do that. It's it's thematic and it hits on some of the things. It, it has things that would only fuck with robots to a degree. And since they're robots, they're technically eternal. So they're, it's actually an internal hell for them. So I like that idea. Okay. I like. I'm just kind of wondering what made them make a robot devil in the first place. It's like they manufactured their own religion. I like. I'm not getting into that argument. <laughs> I like, like real life, you know. I'm staying out of that argument. I like Lucifer's personal hell and supernatural, the cage. God, I'm, I am so, so good. sick and tired of this supernatural propaganda. Well, you're gonna get real tired when we start talking about heaven. Oh, oh yeah. Here we go. Because yeah. I love the heaven and supernatural. Uh-huh. It's my what, favorite version of heaven. What is something? What is something new we can bring to the table for hell? I. I'm going to throw out some of my propaganda because I talk about it all the time. I want to see Hades done correct. I don't want to see Hades shown as the wild man, Satan type character. I want him to be done the way he is in Greek mythology. I think so that would be the emo hipster. He, <sighs> Things should have been my way, you know. Like I was supposed to be. In I the was art. the firstborn. Yeah, I mean, he did have to abduct a girl. To get her to marry him. Well, se- first and then of all, it up. now we got to have winter because of him. This is first of all, Persephone ends up liking it. That bitch is crazy in some of the mythology, so it, she ends up digging it. So it's don't called Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I think in school, uh, I remember the there's that always that uh, gods, myth, and legend by so on and so forth that you use when you're studying Greek mythology, and the description of the picture that they use for that is called the Rape of Persephone. No, that's uh, the uh, no. It's not. Perce- it's the uh, that's a famous painting. That's uh, help me out, Tyler. That's that's not mythology. That's something else, isn't it? The rape. That's a, that's a Roman. I studied art history. I don't know every single painting. Um, Regardless, what happened with Persephone is still pretty on the skeevy side, and the woman gets to eat like nine pomegranate seeds a year. Yeah, pomegranate seeds are small, dude. Yeah, like, kind of. Like, oh, he's that controlling cho- boyfriend. Is like Chocolate-covered yeah. pomegranate? Oh, that's do you really crazy. want ten pomegranate seeds? Maybe you should only have nine. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to keep her, you know. <clears throat> oh, what I about, see what you're looking at. I, I was thinking he's in uh, the God of War series. For, uh, I've never played it. A good question. What's hell like in the God of War series? It's just, I mean, it's not fire and brimstone. It's just... Eternal death fighting one guy. One guy keeps like, "Oh no, not you again!" The the only time he punishes somebody is someone that personally wronged him. I forgot who it was, but I mean, other than that, Hades doesn't really do anything. He's just there. Oh, I dig that. Then I'll have to play it. What are some? You won't play it. You suck at video games. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, what are some? Um, okay, so let, let's do let's do some periphery. Per, per, periphery, side peripheral, periphery, no, periphery characters to hell. What about death? Besides death and Bill and Ted, are there any good version? Final Destination has a good head. Twilight Zone has my personal favorite version of death. Okay, it's this woman will not leave her house because she's afraid that death will come get her. So she's so she's very very old. So then there's a knock on the door and this guy's hurt. 
So she brings this guy in, and the the whole point is she's like, you know, you're trying to trick me. I'm, I'm not going to go out there. Death is going to get me. So then finally, you know, he talks to her, and he finds out that uh, he's he's already killed her. She's already gone. And so, like, she looks back at her body, and, and he's like, you know, what's the matter? And she's like, well, I thought it was going to be painful, like scary. And he has the line, you know, uh, there's no tearing asunder, no pain, nothing. You know, what you thought would happen like an explosion just happened. So it was like, it wasn't like a cruel, evil death. It was, this is a part of life, you know, it's what happens next. Okay. Final, uh, going to Final Destination, that's not really death personified. That's this kind of death as a, What's the name of that episode, by the way? Final Destination? No, that Twilight Zone episode you're talking about. Uh, I can look it up. Yeah, text it. Um, oh, go ahead. What's your no, no, I was just going to say, I, I agree with Tyler that those kind of depictions of death are my favorite. Um, my personal favorite comes from... Uh, say, it, a com- say, it, say it. It's not. The supernatural death is like a close second. That's my, um, my my favorite comes from a comic book series called uh, Sandman, written by Neil Gaiman. Okay, um, and is that the, the chick, the emo chick, ish. Uh, she, goth she, chick, I mean, she dresses like she's goth. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite version of of death because she's actually relatively upbeat and bubbly kind of person. Okay, and she kind of treats that like. Um, uh, that again, it's a, this. It's a merciful thing, you know. Everyone gets has to die, so she's the the guardian. She's the passageway, um, and she just does some funny things that just make her so personable, so likable. Um, like there's one port where there's a lot of people dying, and she's very busy, so she's come. She comes in a jogging outfit and like is jogging from point A to point B. Okay. Um, or like someone starts going, you know, it's not my time to die. I don't want to. I don't want to die. It's I have so much left to do. And she says, "Hey, buddy, you get the same amount of time that everyone gets in the world. You get one lifetime." And she takes them, and she's just so. I rem- I think I remember <clears throat> that 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 story arc because isn't uh, the Sandman like following her and talking about how how he's jealous about how compassionate she is towards. Those people. I don't think that's that issue, but yeah, she does have like he does talk to her about that. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Death and supernatural. Oh, Here death and supernatural, just, so just, cool. Let's let's get this proper. Just <laughs> because one, the very first scene is him pulling up in a big ass Cadillac in Chicago and eating deep dish pizza to the best soundtrack ever. Yeah, but uh, so he calls Dean because Dean has death sight and. Dean's all terrified of him. We are all on Google now. What are you guys doing? And Dean's terrified of him. How, how much seconds do we have? We have 30, what, 35 seconds? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh. Oh, Is that the song from Supernatural? That is the song that he drives up to. It's yeah. so beautiful. I love it. So <laughs> Dean sits down with him. Dean's all like, uh, it reminds me of the Watchmen where he's like, uh, he's like scared of him. And he's like, you pose like no threat to me. You know, why would I be scared of you? Like I have, like, you're not even on my radar of importance. 
and he talks about God and he's like he's like I don't know who's older I might be God might be he's like one day I'll reap God too where does yeah. where does death sit in the pantheon of not not just in supernatural but just in general is where where does he sit is he does he work for God and the devil is he above is he it depends on which where you're at like in in supernatural he's completely he's in, always just been there he's independent he is and I mean uh, when by death. the way those kids those kids you hear that I you guys can hear them, but we were picking up some uh, babies upstairs those are Tyler's kids yeah that's what they tell me so <laughs> uh, in supernatural death is just there he is a reaper and when death dies a new reaper takes his place so death is like a job title okay and in like other stories like in Lucifer they have an angel of death so she works for God so I think it depends on which story reality you know you're in speaking of God guess who plays God in the Lucifer series in one episode or voices in who Neil Gaiman no kidding yep. that really? makes me so happy Is that show that show got canceled it, it got canceled <laughs> but Netflix picked it up did oh, really? did, was it was yeah. it was it a I'll victim of the Fox, Disney Fox merger? I think so because oh, the the last episode was really freaking good, and it, I don't know why people wouldn't have watched. I mean, I would have watched it on TV, but I don't well, have cable. Would I like Lucifer? You know the kind of stuff I like. Would I like it? I want to watch it, but then I'm like, this is going to be camping over the top. I th- it's, it's I don't think it's campy. Mm-mm, no, I think you'd like it. I mean, you like police procedurals, and there's some of that. You like some of the dark, edgy stuff. I think you'll like that. Um, the humor is dry and dark. It's not like slapstick or goofy. Okay. Like there's a, like there's a scene where uh, this guy's like on a ledge, getting ready to jump, and like the guy's like, "You can't stop me." He's like, "Oh, I don't care about stopping you. Jump. Just wait until we're done with our conversation." Okay. All right. Like, Luc- Lucifer in that world, like he doesn't he he's not like the trickster con man like he doesn't like he's like i he's like you can trust me he's like i won't lie to you he goes i have no reason to lie to yeah, you. yeah that's another that's another overused trope i don't like the the uh loki pan getting in into my satan i don't want i don't want the the trickster i don't want the tom hiddleston in my satan no this tom tom ellis who plays lucifer he's very like he's he's a businessman devil but like he makes deals to like further them. Like he's not like vying for anyone's soul. Like he's just on a vacation from hell. Okay. And one of my favorite scenes in all of Lucifer is he they run into a Satan cult that is oh yeah praying to him and there's this this sacrifice and a goat and stuff like that and it pisses him off because he's like i'm not talking to you i never told you to do this this is nothing that i would want it's like that old uh, woody allen satan comes and goes you don't you don't know anything about my work or whatever you know what i'm talking about okay yeah and just like all you do is blame me because you're bad people i'm not doing this and you get so emotional about it and you can just it's so relatable yeah like if if you did something and everyone blamed you for something you didn't do like it's just such a human moment okay cody you look like you got something you want to say well i've forgotten about this series i've read in high school like years and years ago but talking about this has brought it up uh 
there was a book series by an author named Piers Anthony. It's called The Incarnations of Immortality. And the book, first book of the series is about death. Okay. Death rides a pale horse. And basically, in this yeah. inter, in this universe, uh, death is a position that is basically transferred from person to person at a certain degree in time. And usually the way it happens is if you end up accidentally killing death, you have to take his place. Okay. Uh, well, one of the situ- ways that the only ways this can happen is uh, if you commit suicide and then mess up and actually kill Death right before he actually comes to take you. So it, it starts with the main character, like, oh, I don't want to live anymore. You're playing a gun, you shoot himself in the head. Death walks to the door, like, oh shit, shoots him in the head. And he's like, and then he gets, uh, then the incarnation of time comes, like, oh, well, shit. Uh, you're going to take over for him now. And just talk about. And in this universe, the devil's vying to win the ultimate title between the devil and God, which is basically sort of like a 50-50% game. So at the end of all time, whoever has more souls, heaven or hell, wins. And so what we find out through the entire series, devil, the devil is basically messing up all the inner, messing with the ways things are working with the other incarnations. And keep making people not experience the job take it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do this where I fucking win. Well, this ends up being like, all right, now I'm going to cause a war that's going to just end all life on Earth. And it's, most of the people on Earth are going to die and go to hell because that's the state of the world right now. Okay. Well, he, death, and this like, well, no, I'm just not going to take their souls so they'll never fucking die. It'll just be an endless battle, like, yeah, be unending undeath and it's like people don't die until I come and take them. Did you read this for school or just when you were in school? In school. I was going to say it's kind of like a heavy Yeah it was like interesting read. Okay. Uh, There was one depiction. Oh and then uh, also Christopher Walken in Click. He plays a Satan? No he plays death. Oh he plays death. Okay okay. Um, There was like I'm, I'm death. Yeah. There was one version of Hell I wanted to see in the movie, but it didn't happen. Um, that documentary I told you about Never Sleep Again, about the making of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. One of the drafts for Freddy vs. Jason, they were supposed to fight, and the fighting was supposed to go on so hard that they fight in Hell. So they're fighting. The end of the movie is them fighting in Hell, and then all of a sudden they go to fight, and these chains shoot out of them and grab them and pull them apart. And then Pinhead walks up, and he's like, do we have a problem here? Or what What seems to be the problem here? And that, and that was the uh, end of the movie. That would have been awesome. Yeah, but that did not happen. That did not happen. Uh, Instead, you got a Freddy Krueger wink at the camera from a decapitated head. Yeah. It's an okay movie. It's not what I wanted to be, but it's an okay. I don't hate it. Uh, okay. Um, uh, moving on. Anything else about hell before we move on to the next one? Nope. Okay. Satan or demons? What are some? I think Tyler knows my answer to this one. What are some of your favorite portrayals of Satan or demons in cinema? Peter Stormer from from Constantine. My favorite Satan mm. ever. Yeah. I do. I do like that they have him descending from above, and he's wearing all white. That is. But that that and I like. I just like how disgusting he is. He like yeah. he sucks all the snot yeah. in his nose into his mouth, and he spits it out, and he's just greasy. His hairs. Yeah. He just looks like a guy you don't want to run into. Um. I like Titus Williver and Lost, the, yeah. the man, man in Black. Mm. And um, I'm going to get a hipster card for this, but demon wise, I like Chernobog and uh, Fantasia. 
That's not a hipster. Night on Bald Mountain. What about okay. the demons yeah. in uh, Demon Night? That, they're okay. They're just typical demons. I just as a kid that that's just like every other kid probably. That section in Fantasia really fucked me up. I don't even today it still kind of scares me. What a pansy. Sometimes they come back again. Those are, are vampires, though, aren't they? No. Are you sure? No, no, they for satanic ritual or devils. Keep talking. I'm gonna look that up. What were some of your versions of Satan or demons? But basically, uh, killed speed racer lawnmower guy <laughs> with his own speed racing lawnmower, which is just fucking bullshit. Wait, wait, wait. What? Sometimes they come back again as a Stephen King thing. Uh, okay. They were not vampires. Oh God! Bust out Google. Basically, what happens is. The first part of the story is uh, these guys, these demons, like uh, basically, like uses try to use this guy's sister and sacrifice, and this priest shows up like, oh, I gotta send him back to hell. Cuts off his own fucking thumb in a ritual to send him back to hell, but it only like puts him back for like a, like ten, twelve, twenty years, and then they come back, and so it's just as them. you do sometimes. Yeah, as the name implies. I thought right, right, but I could have swore they were vampires. The demons and supernatural, because demons and supernatural. Because <laughs> one dude, he's uh, African American actor, and they're trying to electrocute him, and he's just not doing anything. Mm. They like actually have him in an electric chair, and then he like grows his thumb out, and he's just cutting the string strap. Uh, probably the alpha vampire. That's the only one I could think of that, unless it's just like a random demon. No, it seems yeah. like he had a more important role than that because he just like the fucking take care of him. One of the guys like had like, oh, I'm gonna take him to hell with me. Uh, I don't remember that. No, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, uh, maybe know. it was a vampire. I like I said, I don't know much. Yeah. So one of the things about supernatural that I like in and talking about Satan and Lucifer, it's a good is, show. Yeah, the reason's been on for 14 years. Yeah. Is, 14. Yeah. Um, so, in, if you if you're not a fan of supernatural like Adam is, um, the demons when they possess people, they just take control of them. Mm-hmm. But angels, when they possess people, they have to have permission. They can never possess a body unless the body says yes, take control of me. And Lucifer, they embrace the angel side, and he has to follow all the rules that angels do. Mm-hmm. So for Lucifer to possess someone, that person has to agree to be possessed by Lucifer. And it's such an interesting concept. And it's one of those things that when they said it, it just blew my mind because it made sense, but I had never thought of it before. I really liked that. Because most of the time when they talk about the devil, they completely ignore the fact that he was an angel. At exactly. One point. It's just, well, he's just a bad guy. So Tyler knows this. I was working on a, a, a novel at one point that I just gave up on. It takes place in Quincy in the future where... The, oh, go ahead. Like a hipster? No. You are sitting in Starbucks writing this novel? No, this was before oh, Starbucks was in Quincy. Novels now. This ain't fun anymore. No, okay, so anyway. It's about... So this, 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 hum- this body comes from Earth, right, and crashes. From cra- space. From space, thank you. Like and crashes. From and crashes and uh, you see there's there's a man there's a man sitting on the couch watching Fox News or whatever and the headline is God is dead because we discovered aliens we discovered extraterrestrial life no one believes in God anymore no one believes in religion we're not we're not special we're not the only one out there 
So uh, religion has pretty much died in, in America, and the last remaining Christian believer commits suicide. So he shoots himself in the head, falls over dead, get, gets back up, he sews himself back up. You find out later throughout the story that it's actually the devil possessing his body because he, he can only possess a, a body of a true believer of that faith. So he can't possess a Buddhist because a Buddhist don't have isn't a true believer in that faith. So anyway, he he. So he you're saying the way to defeat the devil is just not to believe in any religion. It worked for a Nightmare on Elm Street. Anyway, uh, anyway, so he comes up, he possesses his body, and he investigates because everyone, no one believes in God anymore. So he's investigating this, and he goes and he visits. Uh, he visits like Neil Fallon from Clutch because Neil Fallon from Clutch is actually Johnny from uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia. He's like, look, man, I let you win. I'm getting my favor back. And then he visits uh, he visits Zach Galifianakis because Zach Galifianakis is actually Sisyphus um, from the Greek mythology because there's it's a Sisyphean task to be a comedian in a world where there's no faith, so no one really gives a shit because everyone's like, there is no meaning to life anymore. And then he goes and he visits Chuck Palahniuk, the author, who's Loki. You have to know stuff about Chuck Palahniuk to know why he's Loki. So anyway, uh, anyway. So you have to just have a knowledge of stuff to even understand the medium that you was presenting. Yeah, you'll have to know who Chuck Palahniuk is. He writes movies like Fight Club and... uh, Well, it's one of those things that if it was fully written in a book or a movie, then those things would be explained. Right, so... So anyway, at the end of the movie, at the at the end of the story, the idea was that the body that fell down from space that everyone thinks is an alien was actually Jesus Christ. God uh, dropped His Son from heaven into Earth uh, because God was getting weak because no one no one was ha- no one was having true faith. Okay, they were just the the true faith of believers were getting less and less in numbers, and people. We're just having faith because they were monetizing his word. There were Christian superstores and Christian rock and Buddy people, Jesus. People were just believing in him to believe in him, and when it when it suited their opinion or suit or helped them out in life, they would believe in him. No one, the true believers, were getting less and less. And the idea was that if if he forced people to actually believe in him, then then uh, his faith, his he'd be get strong again. But it backfired. They didn't see it as an angel coming down. They saw it as an alien coming down, and it, he lost even more faith. So it backfired. Backfired, yeah. Backfired. Very American gods esque. Yeah, I really like that. I would, I would watch that movie. That's the only time you give me a compliment. Not no, it's not. Maybe like it's the only time today. Well, yeah. Okay, instead of being Jesus, what if it is an alien? And it's just another race that God created, and the reason why His presence is so hey, lacking hey, on Earth. Hey, hey, I'm not taking notes. I'm not no, taking notes. No, I'm just saying. What about this? Instead of why His presence is diminished on Earth, it's because He's just splitting His time between two worlds. Well, sort of like He's got like a uh, side world. On the side. Anyway, so well, like I, a side podcast. Yeah, like yeah. a side podcast. Anyways, moving on. Anyway, I told Tyler this. Don't I'm do like, that because that makes him god of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, that is not okay. Anyway, so I told Tyler this. That controls the microphones. Yeah. Anyway, I, I told Tyler this idea, and with everything in life, I just gave up on it because I couldn't come up with like. So I had like the beginning and I had the end, but I couldn't come up with the meat. And uh, so two years later, Tyler's like, "Hey, that story idea. Can I do something with it?" I'm like. Yeah, if you want to, I don't care. 
and then he started working on it. I don't know. I don't know. I finished most of it. I changed it. The guy doesn't. Uh, the guy doesn't shoot himself. He cuts his. He slits his wrist, and then when Satan, when the devil takes over him, he picks up the razor and then he finishes shaving his face. Well, I thought it'd be it'd be more powerful oh, an image. That's cool. I thought it'd be more powerful of an image if like you have a hole in the side of your head and you just like get back up and you're just like. Pah. I'm sorry if you're walking around with a hole in the side of your head, you're not going to get much done. As soon as you take step outside, zombie. Well, the the idea was the idea was that even though it's the devil, he's in a human body, and right, he, with he, a hole in the side of his head. So he that 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 puts a time that puts a ticking clock on the story because his body is falling apart. Oh, so it puts a ticking clock. On hey, the they story. do that in Supernatural, but you know you wouldn't know that. I also changed parts of the story, which I won't tell you because you probably won't like. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I changed it where it's it's still Cody. We plug that in. For God sending you know his son to Earth to try and boister faith, but the whole point is that uh, it goes back to the devil used to be an angel. Uh, in this story, God's favorite son, who he just chose not to, you know, bow down to man, and so the whole point was. God has a plan as, as ingenious as he is is that he puts the devil on this path so that the devil will you know realize that you know he's he's meant to do greater things than to just be the devil oh by the way I'm suing you okay anyway uh, uh, <laughs> I, I would watch that movie too yeah. that sounds great yeah I would according make it. he make he meets uh Adam and Eve get punished for eating the the forbidden fruit. Yeah. So Adam is constantly sitting at a bar drinking, and uh, Eve is a stripper. Okay. I like it. According to ScreenRant.com, 10 best movie depictions of the devil. Okay. Um, Number 10, Robert De Niro, Angel Heart. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. The Business Devil. Um, Number 9, Al Pacino, The Devil's Advocate. Mm -hmm. Yes. That should be higher. It should be a lot higher because I love that version of the devil. Yeah, there are a lot of things going to be like I don't know if they're ranking them in order. I think they're just yeah. I don't think these are. Oh, okay. I, I don't I think, think these are in any order. I think it's just like a list. Yeah, I don't yeah, think okay. there's any order. Like we we know how we love our list. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially yeah. yeah. I think uh, my favorite scene on in Devil's Advocate is the threesome. No. Oh. Uh, he's walking and this kid goes skateboarding past him. And no, he, that's in the days. Is it in the days that happens? In the days. I can swear he's got, he's got a Satan rule shirt. And he goes, hey, nice shirt, kid. And he's like, kid's like, fuck you. And then the kid goes off across the street and Satan goes, hey, nice shirt, kid. And the kid turns around and gets hit by a bus. Yeah, and he whispers it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I can yeah. swear that was Devil's Advocate. He goes, hey, kid. And then he gets hit by that's, the bus. That's uh, Gabriel Bryan, the kid, the guy that uh, my brother named his son after. Okay. Not, not uh, true. Number eight, Sam Neill, Omen 3, The Final Conflict. No, never saw it. seen that one. Uh, number seven. Tim- it has three at the end of it. I probably haven't seen it. Have you seen Iron Man three? Shit, like I, said, that's what probably. I was trying to. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, t- number seven, Tim Curry, Legend. That's a classic, yeah. Number six, Peter Stormare, Constantine. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. very good. Uh, number five, Rosalina Salintano, Sol- t- The Passion of the Christ. No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, that. Hmm. Okay, uh, number four, Gabriel Bryan, In the Days. Number three, Jack Nicholson, The Witches of Eastwick. Mm-mm. Number two, uh, Wal- Walter Huston, The Devil, and Daniel Webster. Hmm. I that one. Right. And number one, Juliet Carton. Car- Damn, Tyler, get a hold of your kid. Number one, Juliet Carton, The Last Temptation of Christ. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, when it comes to depictions and portrayals of Satan in cinema, what, what do we look for? What are some things that you really that you really dig, besides Elizabeth Hurley in a red bikini? We already did this. Yeah, didn't we just do this question? We did. This. We were talking about the trickster devil. Well, that was that was. Did we, we already do? Yeah, we did this. Okay. All right, let me move on to the next question. <laughs> are we talking about God this podcast? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, because like I really want to talk about God. That's, that's next. Let's calm right, down. Right, right. We're talking about stuff I like. You right have five now. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> what are there Satan-esque characters in Doctor Who? Yes. Okay. There's the Beast and the Satan Pit and the Beast, who is supposed to be like the. His his story is what has traveled through space, and that's why he looks like the iconic giant red horned devil. And what doc? That was the that was the doctor I like, right? That was the tenth doctor. Yes, tenant. Yes. Okay. Uh, is there Satan X characters in the Wizarding world? Voldemort isn't a Satanist character, right? He's more of just like he's just afraid of death. You shut your whore mouth. No, I'm just saying, like the guy is so evil, you can't say his name, right? He's the he's the he who should not be named. Yeah. How is that not an analog for the devil or Satan? Grimwald? uh, Grimwald's more uh, Grindelwald's more like uh, Hitler. And even when he came back, he tried to keep it on the down low so people couldn't band together against him. So like the. It goes back to harken back to that classic well, line. If you had a boner for a twelve-year-old boy, you would keep it on the download too. No, I mean nothing. Okay, right. well. no. I mean Voldemort's granted more of a lich than than a demon or a devil, but I think he'd be an analog for it. Yeah. Okay, uh, Daniel. Sure. Transformers. Um, Unicron. It's the closest one. Um, Again, depending on which which version you're using of the Transformers lore, but Unicron gets pretty close. Uh, Megatronus gets pretty close. Explain Megatronus real quick. Uh, So Megatronus is one of the primes that basically... He's he's the evil prime of them. He's kind of the the harshest of them. Of the thirteen um, original pri- rich uh, primes, there are more than thirteen original primes. He's just a prime. Really, I thought there was only thirteen. That's ridges. a Bayverse thing. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's he's just, yeah, seen, he's just seen the looking in Daniel's face there. He was pissed. Yep. Yeah, the <laughs> the thirteen primes is a is a Bayverse thing, and um, there are a lot more than them because they go back all the way to the creations of of the matrix but megatronus was kind of like the evil one he was the one that was a little bit more sinister and the one that megatron is named after as a patron okay um and then you also get uh nemesis prime in the idw comics because that they come he comes from the dark universe with galvatron and cyclonus and they have like a corrupting influence so you get kind of a some devilish vibes from them Okay. What about D and D? Literally. Yeah, there's like oh, the actual campaign devil? right now where we have like maybe seven devils we have to fucking deal with. Demons, oh, so there's so there's no there's no like one evil lord of of the there are there are nine rulers of hell uh, for each floor. There's one ruler on each floor unless you count Furion and whatever his daughter lover's name is because they co-rule. Wait, he has a daughter lover? Yeah. Yeah, he has a daughter that then the two of them are... You guys are in some weird shit. And then demons, there are 666 demons in the abyss. And each of them rules a different floor. Seems too obvious. Uh, Game of Thrones. Is there a devil Satan-esque character in Game of Thrones? 
The Night King, maybe? The Night King, and uh, I don't think they have a name for it. It's what, um, I think they just call it, I could be wrong, but the darkness, it's what uh, Azora High and the, the Lord of Light are against. There's just, they're not so much of a one, like, this guy's all good, this one's like pure evil. They're not monotheistic. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, okay, so... We're done with the darkness. Let's bring up some of the light. Heaven. What are some of your favorite depictions of heaven? I swear to God if Supernatural gets in here. It's Supernatural. God it's it's it. such a great... Hang on. Let me meet this mic real you quick. You do that. Tyler will get my back. Oh, okay. It's such a great version of heaven. It's like, it's like whatever your perfect day is, that is what heaven is. Like, it's... it's so if you like... If you literally just like getting on the crapper and watching YouTube videos. It's literally just you on the crapper watching YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah, with a solid time. stream all yeah. constantly. There's, yeah, like there you get these little pocket dimensions and everyone creates their own heaven. There's and, a there's a scene where Castiel's in heaven and there's just a 30-year-old a man flying a kite and he's talking to whoever and he's like, this is my favorite. He's like, I'm in the heaven of a 35-year-old autistic man. This is my favorite place to be. Okay. Like it's wherever you want to be, and they it's you know each its own different thing, and you see uh, Bobby Singer leave, and it's literally just like a white hallway, and it says Bobby or it says like Robert Middle Initial Singer, and then like it's just endless rooms with the same name but different years to differentiate the person. Who's Robert Singer? You have to watch the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, he's the information broker for the brothers. Okay, I got you. Cody, moving on from garbage, what do you consider the best depiction of heaven? Garbage that's been going on. Well, I've already said what dreams may seen. come. That's, that's one of my favorite. One of my more uh, lively ones, though, has to be uh, This is the End, where it's just a oh, awesome yeah. party all the time, interesting wish fulfillment, and then a live performance by the Backstreet Boys, of course. What did you think of the balls and penis on Satan in that movie? I think it was probably accurate. I like uh, it's a new show with Daniel Radcliffe. It's, oh, yeah. it's got Steve Buscemi. Miracle Workers. Yep, I saw the very first episode. I like that. It's like all the angels have like different jobs. In this one angel, she's like, "So you want to transfer out of dirt? Why?" He's like, "I love dirt. Watching it, making it." watching it and like it's got daniel radcliffe in like one room with all these prayers and he's just like uh this person wants to be like is like praying to god like not to be eaten by wolves and he's like nope too difficult and like stamps it impossible and like sends it up to god and then like there's one where like he's like he's just like sitting at this computer like this 80s computer clicking buttons and like slowly like meticulously like moving leaves while this person's like, where are my keys? I can't find my keys. And they're like, oh, there's my keys. And he's like, mission accomplished. And tacks it on the wall. <laughs> and at the very end of it, there's like this person like looking for his gloves. And so he finds it and he's like, I found my gloves. Thank God. And then you hear a, let's go rob some banks. <laughs> but like that, that show is re really good besides the fact that Steve Buscemi's God. But it's why can't Steve Buscemi be God? No, he, I'm saying it's it's really good in the fact that and oh, the fact that Steve Buscemi is God. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I like the idea that he's just kind of given up on the world and he just wants to start over. Where he's got that he's got that scene where he's like, "Do you know how many? When's the last time someone sacrificed a ram to me?" I thought that I thought you didn't like that. He's like, "I don't," but you know, the thought is still nice. <laughs> and we're gonna open a restaurant. Have uh, any of you guys seen a life less ordinary? Yes. No. With that, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, Cameron Diaz. Yep. That's a that's got a. I like that depiction of heaven. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, it's about an author. He he writes those. He he works like he's a maintenance guy, um, and he he wants his dream is to write those really trashy romance novels that are like five cents uh, at the airport or whatever, and um, and uh, he gets called he his he's being replaced by robots at his job so he goes up to the boss and he's really pissed off, and he quits by picking up the robot and throwing it into the window, throwing it through the window but it's like safety glass it just bounces off so it makes him look like a dick. And so they just pick him up and throw him away, and or pick him up. They pick up Ewan McGregor and just toss him out of the office. So to get him back, he kidnaps his daughter, who's Cameron Diaz. And uh, but he, he's like in over. He's instantly in over his head. He just wants his job back and he wants everything to go back to normal. But Cameron Diaz is like, no, you kidnapped me. Let's finish this. So Cameron Diaz is like helping him kidnap her, and then at the same time, uh, do through destiny. These two need to fall in love, so these angels are sent down to make sure that they actually fall in love with each other. That's uh, pretty cool. You hear what's going on in heaven in the latest episode in the latest season of Supernatural? <sighs> no, I haven't. Uh, so after all the wars and hey, all the angels, we got a lot of other, content to get there's through. There's the heaven is starting to fail, like because God's left again. So if if the lights in heaven go out, then all the souls in heaven get kicked out. Interesting. Okay, that's a cool concept. We have a lot of we have a lot of content to get to. Okay, we'll get to it then. Azcentral.com. Stop ten, reading fifty different lists. Ten movies that give us a glimpse of heaven. Number ten, what dreams may come. Number nine, always. Number, oh, that was a really good version. Really, of I liked always. That was a great movie. Are you being smart? No, no, I'm really oh, serious. Okay. That's a great movie. Well, what does um, what does heaven look like there? Um, it, they don't really get to see it a lot. It's just kind of blinding white light, and um, and he basically he has to. Uh, so the plot line is is this guy gets killed. He's a, is an aircraft firefighter, and he has to then like be the guardian angel for his now ex wife and his best friend and try and get them together. Okay, and and then. Play, play the guardian angel, and then the 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 the, the angel kind of welcomes him into heaven after he does that. A great movie. Okay, uh, number eight. All dogs go to heaven. Yeah, I, I need to revisit that. Is there a heaven in that? Do we actually see heaven? Yeah. Are you Are you kidding me? You yeah, I haven't seen. One. I haven't it's seen it in a while. Clouds and wings and okay. That one. That's where everyone becomes an angel. Everyone gets wings when they die. Okay. Uh, number seven, defending your life. Okay. Number six, ghost. That's just a bright light, isn't that? Yeah, he just walks into a bright light. Yeah. Uh, number five, I'm confused. Beetlejuice. That there's no heaven in Beetlejuice, is there? No. There's well, unless there's they're saying that the afterlife and afterlife, heaven and hell are the same thing in that universe something like that but well their house is their own version of heaven they if, always never wanted to leave home if afterlife's true then it sucks it's like a really shitty dmv yeah it? yeah okay all right uh number four heaven can wait no, i didn't see it no okay i might have heard that uh number three the tree of life 
Nope, didn't say it. Uh, number two, Wings of Desire. Nope. Wow, we're really big on this yeah. list. Yeah, we are. Number one, A Matter of Life and Death. Nope. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll skip these questions. We'll come back. What are some of your favorite portrayals of God or angels? Supernatural. Oh. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Okay. Bruce Almighty. Evan and Almighty. Evan, Evan Almighty. He's in Evan if, Almighty? If you talk about the good, you have to talk about the bad. Okay. I, I didn't know he was I kind of liked him. God more in Evan Almighty than than Bruce Almighty. Okay, what? Okay, what's God like in Supernatural? Amazing. No. Uh, so, Daniel, you. I, I actually haven't gotten to a season where you get to meet God. Oh, yeah, you have. You met Chuck, season five. Yes, met Chuck. That's God. Oh, I thought Chuck. he was the prophet. Nope. He is. Okay. He is God in hiding. He. Uh, so God makes everything. And then he gets tired of answering everyone's questions and basically being God. So he hides out on Earth, and then he just lets everything happen. Um, he comes back in season 12, and he's just fed up with humanity. There's a scene. Uh, he builds the safest place in the universe to just just let it out and just watch you know everything come to an end because he's given up on it and there's a scene between him and metatron where he's writing his autobiography and he's just like humanity sucks he goes i make you guys to do all these great things and you just fail at everything and metatron comes back with you know humanity is evil they destroy but they also sing and dance and love and he's like, and they're better than you because they never give up. And then that makes God decide, okay, maybe I need to look at both sides of this. But he's a very arrogant, I am what is best, I am God type character. That Okay, uh, we'll get we'll get that here in a second. Okay, no, 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 I really enjoyed uh, Dogma. Hang on. Dogma. The okay. Lance Morris set where he's got like a thing for shuffleboarding. Uh, no, uh, Skee-Ball. Ski ball, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, ski ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every so often he sneaks off for a while, plays ski ball for a couple months. Okay. Uh, okay. According. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, my favorite version of God comes from a book. Uh, it's called God's Debris. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to say the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, he's kind of dicking that one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's called. At least the first half. Yeah. <laughs> the second half, he's all right. More mellow <laughs> after you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. God. A, <laughs> Wait, he's not. He, he doesn't listen to this podcast. Don't worry about it. The devil don't even listen yeah. to this podcast. No, I think that's the reason we're doing this because we're just putting evil into the world. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Daniel. Go ahead. Uh, it's, sorry. it's it's a book by uh, Scott Adams. He's the guy who uh, writes the Dilbert comic strips. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and basically, God. It's kind of it's kind of a messy thing. Um, the the basic plot is this FedEx driver goes to deliver a package and then ends up spending the next rest of his work day having a conversation with this man. And this man is either a prophet or an angel or a piece of God. But basically, the way he sums things up is um, that God is all powerful. He is infinite. And God wanted to prove that he was all power infinite. So the only thing that was preventing him from doing anything was, from doing everything, was 
he was incapable of killing himself. Um, so oh, that's so what it's like, God. It's, it's it's like that paradox. If if God is, that, is all powerful, can, can, can he create that, a rock that he cannot lift? Well, God can lift anything. Then he cannot. Then he's not all powerful because he can't create a rock that he cannot lift. Right. So to prove himself as the most powerful being, he set out to kill himself and succeeded. And when God killed himself, he fractured into a, a Google of different pieces of himself. The search engine? Y- yes. Um, and and each one of those little pieces grow into a human soul. And that w- all humanity is we're all, a... We're all God. So it's like that old saying, we are all stardust. Kind of, yeah. We're all pieces of, of God. And the reason that humans are so driven to connect through social media and conversations to make friends to make romances all of these things is because god is trying to reform so the pieces of god are that, trying that sound to you hear out. by the way is cody eating chicken god's debris you know for a second there, i'm like this is really dark from the writer dilbert but it, it comes around man yeah and he he talks about a lot of things about how like like he discusses probability and it was kind of written originally as a thought experiment it's only like about 100 pages but it's such an interesting and um it was a great book to read i really enjoyed it there's okay. a sequel to it i i didn't really get into it. i never really picked that up but okay um according to filmschoolrejects.com lord almighty the five best depictions of god in movies okay number five Alanis Morissette and Dogma. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Number four, Graham Chapman, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Cody liked that one. Okay. Uh, number three, Morgan Freeman, Bruce Almighty. Well, I guess the Almighty Universe. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to. Number two, The Burning Bush, The Ten Commandments. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, number Wait. one. That was more of a cameo, really. <laughs> I like the Burning Bush and the Prince of Egypt better than the Ten Commandments one because he actually, I think the. Prince of Egypt one, he actually talks. I like the Burning Bush and Jay and Silent Bob, but that's a completely different story. Okay. <laughs> All right, number one, probably the most famous version of God, well, was not really contemporary because kids these days don't really have any culture, but number one, George Burns from Oh God. Yep, I was going to Probably was the gonna most famous that. version of God. Um, according to BelieveNet.com, seven greatest angels of film and television. Number seven, Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. Is it good mm-hmm. to see? Okay. Um, number s- Oh, go ahead. A Wonderful Life is just one of those movies that, like, I understand what they were going for. Such a depressing damn movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number six, the reason why Tyler named his child Gabriel. Gabriel from Constantine. No. Number number five. He, she was an interesting character. They are a dick in that movie. Attilda Swinton. What's your thought? Man, she's hot. I think she's hot. No, she's she is not hot. Oh, I think she's good. No, looking. she is what not you, hot. What are your thoughts? Where, where do you stand on the Tilda Swinton argument? Like, I don't think I would, like, actively look for that in my in, in my woman, but I don't think I would turn it away. Okay. Wouldn't kick it out of bed? Wouldn't kick it out of bed. Number five, Daniel. Computer's wrong. Yes. Daniel. Oh, Daniel. I, I double checked. That's actually what it is. D A M I E L from Wings of Desire. Damn. Number I'm four. Number four. A movie that I watched a lot as a young, and I wanted the haircut. Joe Black from Meet Joe Black. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Of course, he was more. Wasn't he Death though? Yeah, he was Death. But clearly, in that universe, he's the Angel of Death. Angel of Death. Okay. Number three. Monica from Touched by an Angel. 
Okay. I haven't seen that movie. Okay. I thought it was a porno. Uh, number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Bartleby and Loki from Dogma. Yep. Yeah, those guys are what great. What about Alan Rickman as Metron? Metatron? Oh, yeah. He was... Alan Rickman is... Was... Is. Is? I don't know. Was, he is, he's always... Was, he always was. will be... Yeah, it is such a shame. Like, he is so great. That's a Harry Potter reference. I don't know. Uh, This one, as I was typing this, I was puking and got really sick. Number one, Castile from Supernatural. Yeah. I almost didn't want to type it. Castile's great. But but I am bound bound by podcast bylaws to be honest. Where's the dessert and beer? Oh yeah, where's the? Where's I'm the not bound going? by those bylaws. <laughs> yeah. I'm only bound by these bylaws. I think my my favorite thing from Castiel has got to be like he's when a he's Constantine having ripoff. When he has a bad day and like he shows up in the back of the car drunk and he's and Dean's like, "What what happened to you?" He's like, "I came across her liquor store." Yeah, what'd you do? I drank it. <laughs> I, I I thought he just had like one of the best opening, like the best character. Like reveals. Oh yeah. Like they have every type of warding available, and he just like rips it open. And then like they've got him watching like porn or something. He's like, "Why is the pizza man spanking that poor girl?" Because <laughs> he has no concept of pop culture. Because he's an angel. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so great. He's such a great character. Misha Collins is hilarious. Yep. I like Misha Barton. Is there a new take on gods and angels? Is there something we can bring new to the table? Legion did a new take on angels. Yeah, that was good. Legion did you watch did. the TV that show? Was very different. I didn't. I wanted to, but I haven't heard great things. I yeah, just haven't had a chance to. Right. Are, are they connected? Yeah, no, not the not the X Men mutant. R- right, one. and I don't know that. One, yeah, it's a it's like a continuation. Yeah, or like, like they, a reboot they, of the whole thing. They like held up in like I think it's like Las Vegas or something. Okay. Oh, it's in the sixteenth no, Samurai no, it universe. Is, it is not. <laughs> everything. Is not. Everything. The Six Screen Samurai is a nexus point. No. All these movies are the, connected. As, as long no. as they're not musicals, they yeah. can be connected to Six String Samurai. Daniel's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I like. I don't like the all. I mean, granted, it's redundant, but you know, the all powerful, all knowing, perfectly composed. Snap my fingers, make it happen, God. Like I like the very bad choice of words but human-esque god the one that's flawed like the one that has anger management issues like in legion where he's just like god where uh uh michael's talking he's like do you believe in god he's like i don't even believe in god and he goes well that's fine because god doesn't believe in you anymore either it's like he's made everything and he's just like i do this like i've done everything for you people i've given you all these chances and you just screw up and like humanity has to do something to like prove him wrong okay um yeah i'm kind of with you i but i don't mind the all-powerful um was omniscient being i just want to see i just want to see a different plot device other than he's pissed off at humans like can he just have a you know like fuck i'm gonna go i'm i'm taking out satan i'm fucking tired of this like it's always I want to destroy the earth. I'm tired of humans. Is there another plot device? Another we can you, uh, go ahead. I want it to be like you know what? I want some new stuff on this planet. Not like he's gonna wipe things up. Just some new creatures just start appearing out of. Oh my world. god! Yeah, yeah. I actually I love that idea. That'd be pretty cool. That yeah. would be cool. Like he's no. like he's like um, 
Have you guys ever seen Mimic uh, about the giant cockroaches? No. Yeah. Yes. They, I think they, I did see that one. There, there's a deleted scene. The whole movie is basically about there's this religious character, and it's like, like, look, man, um, you know, the giant lizards had their chances, the sharks had their chances, humans had their chances, the gods now giving it to the bugs. It's their their chance. I love that idea where God's like someone else's turn, man. No, I, no, 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 not that it's like just somebody else's turn to be on top. Just like I want some more interesting creatures. So, yeah. so that's when we just got finally fucking like, hey, they made some interesting things. What if they were just fucking real? Fucking the next thing you know, they're just dragons flying around, fucking unicorns just appearing out of the wilds. That would be really cool. That yeah. God takes a look at like what we created as fantasy and goes, yeah, sure, let's do this. And oh yeah, I like that idea. Like one of my one of my uh, the mangas I'm reading right now is actually about the creation of all this stuff. And like, uh, why did we have this thing? Because it's actually sort of like. Uh, that Daniel Radcliffe show. Oh, Miracle Workers. Yeah, there's actually a department of creatures, and they're just, like, making shit. And, like, the guy... We're made, almost done. What does almost done mean? We got, we got 20 more minutes. We're almost that's, done. That's not almost done. <laughs> We're at the end of the episode. We're going on the post-pod trip in the news. All right, I got post-pod trip. Hurry up. Sorry. We'll get out of here. We're so, we still got some questions to get rid of. <laughs> you lied. Okay. Bye, uh, Tyler. Tyler's leaving. He's in trouble. Back to heaven now. You'll have to back. You'll have to uh, back my car up a little bit. Where's your keys? In the car. You just leave them in the car. Awesome. That's a nice a safe vehicle. place. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting um, a new vehicle set. There's okay. Did, did I hear? Did you know I had my house stolen once? You had your house stolen? Yeah, I left my keys in it. Someone just drove off with it. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> final final thoughts on episode fifty-seven, heaven or or. Final thoughts on episode 57, Hell nor Heaven. 57, Heaven. So I think like the one thing that we didn't discuss that I, I, I kind of want to bring up, and it's just a great depiction of the devil slash uh, a demon, um, is uh, Stephen King's The Stand. Oh, God, we haven't had this propaganda in a long time. You're right. You haven't, I haven't talked about Stan. It's about, because you say you read it every springtime, so you're about ready to pick it back up, aren't I, you? I either read it or watch it every summer. Okay. Uh, right, right around the time when the plague hits, I, I break it out and either watch it if I'm short on time or I'll sit and read it. Okay. Um, but have, you, have you decided what you're doing in 2019? You're going to read or watch? Um, I'm thinking I'm going to read, okay. but I haven't haven't decided yet. I'm going to see what the summer brings. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, the Randall Flag is such a great. Uh, he's more of the devil in in the books, where he's more of just a random demon in the the um, TV show, or vice versa. Sorry, and he's it, he's more of the devil in the TV show and more of a random demon in the books. But Randall Flag's still uh, the dude from Dragon Eyes, right? Uh, yes, he or is. Or Eyes that, of the Dragon, I mean. Yes, that's Flag. It's the same Flag that's in uh, Dark Tower. Is that Matthew McConaughey's character? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep, it's the same same character. So it's oh, in all of that. Yeah, I keep forgetting that it's all, they're all connected. Yep, uh, Flag, Flag is the, the connecting villain in most of Stephen King's books. So is he, is he some... Is he some uh, cosmic being as we see God or the devil or see some cosmic entity like wh- what is he in this universe is he something that is he like an angel or a demon or is he something else that we is he sort of like so, it and just like beyond our comprehension no he is like a legitimate 
like demon. He's supposed to be like the devil devil. And he, the devil just reaches out across these universes and creates avatars of himself. And that's why each version of Flag is a little bit different. So how does how does they um, explain the great evil in it then? If if the devil is the devil, the the Lord of Chaos of demons and hell, how does it and the giant turtle fit into this universe? I think the creature in it was an alien, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I believe it was just an, an alien entity. So how does he? Was. So how does he mix aliens and religion? That's yeah, that's kind of a new twist: aliens and religion. Yeah, I mean, he uh, is just. I mean, he doesn't really do a whole lot with God. Uh, the only, the only thing of God that I've seen in any of Stephen King's books is you get to see the hand of God in the stand at the very end. The, the hand, actual hand. Yes, the the hand of God is this ethereal light created from some of Flag's magic that ends up detonating a, a, a nuke in the Las Vegas. So. How- if if Flag is the devil, how does he summon the hand of God? Flag doesn't. Um, so basically, what happens is is uh, in in the movie, the TV show, since we're mostly a, a film thing, um, uh, they're they're having this giant execution in the middle of Las Vegas, and there is starting to be dissent amongst Flag's followers. Okay, and um, Flag to shut them up throws this ball of lightning, hits this guy. And as they're getting ready to execute the two main characters, um, you can see the cl- the clouds part, light comes down, and the magic that is around this person that he has shot starts to coalesce into the hand of God. And then the hand of God grabs a bomb and detonates it and kills everyone in Las Vegas. And they're all... They're all soldiers of flag or however you want to put it everyone but the 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 guys getting executed yeah okay so okay. the guys getting executed end up getting killed in the end okay it seems like supernatural the stand and batman v superman it they don't, all three one of them makes an appearance in every podcast yeah the difference is two of them are good and yeah yeah batman, v superman. batman v superman one of them uh, both <laughs> of, two of them are batman and superman uh, yeah. um Go ahead, Cody. What are your final thoughts on episode 57, have, Hell or Heaven? I keep messing around. I, I, yeah, I, I forgot this movie exists for a while, but it had a, like an interesting concept. Uh, you remember the movie Right with Anthony Hopkins? Right, as in R-I-G-H-C? No, R-I-T-E. Right. Oh, The Right, where he's an exorcist? Yes. For the Vatican? Yes. No, I never heard of it. Right, right. Uh, well, basically, it's about this guy. He's not really a believer, but he's a priest, and he's basically just doing it as a job. And then he has to take a class overseas, basically, like, oh, you got to go take your uh, a demonic possession class. And his instructor is Anthony Hopkins and all that stuff. And he's, like, seeing, like, the sham stuff, but then he's also seeing the real stuff because Anthony Hopkins' characters get possessed. And it all comes down to where it comes down to this thing, like, do you believe in me now? Because he can't exercise him because he doesn't believe in God. Right. But, and then the big plot twist is, oh, I believe in you, and therefore, because of that, I also now believe in God because like, you cannot exist without him existing. Okay. I thought that was just an extraneous view. You can't really have one without the other. Yeah, it's like the old the yin and yang. You can't have night without day. You can't have bad without good because... What would be the point? 
Well, well, no, you wouldn't know what good was if you didn't have bad to define it. Right. Yeah. So. No light without darkness. That's right. What about what the who who is it that said uh, I think therefore I am? I think that was Descartes. Um, that's a real classic philosopher's quote. Is it Descartes? Uh. But but you know what I'm talking about? I think therefore it was like it was a philosophical pondering. Socrates? No, I don't think it was that old. Uh, Rene Descartes. Okay, so what if we made a movie about heaven or hell, where there is no religion, but because we because we think there is a God, we create. Therefore, there is a God. That's an interesting way to to put it. That it's just like, an, like we we forced it into existence yeah and that's kind of what we do with a lot of those kind of myths and religions over the years it's you know we seek to define the things that we need answers for um so back in ancient times like the greeks needed to know why everything died and the world got cold and that's when they created the story of uh, Demeter being sad over Persephone's loss. Um, they need to know why um, uh, there was evil in the world. So that's why they created the story of Pandora. Um, and, and I and, think, and eventually the devil, because it's like, yeah, I killed my neighbor. It's not my fault. It's the devil. Don't blame me. <clears throat> the devil did. Yeah, and I think as as we as humans kind of evolve and get a better understanding of the world through science and through philosophy um the needs of our religious needs evolve with us it's the god, god um, of the gaps is what it is what it is yeah yeah you know as as the the need for the greek and roman and egyptian and and norris gods have come fallen by the wayside it's opened up the doors for the need for newer religions um, and that's where we get Christianity and Judaism and, and Catholicism. And I think at some point, maybe I, I think we're nearing the end of its life cycle as well. But well, what as, about this? We're maybe in our lifetime, at least I, I know I'm fairly certain in our lifetime, we're going to at least visit Mars. Maybe not in our lifetime. We'll start living there, but I think in our lifetime, we're going to visit Mars. I, I'm, you guys fairly confident in that uh, landing a person not, not, on Mars? Not, I not think... these three. Not we're not going to, but someone. I speak for yourself. I'm in a program right now. Okay, my fault. <laughs> yeah, Me I and think... you. But the point is, here's my point. How long is it going to be before religion set up on Mars? Once we start colonizing Mars, there's day, day two, day three of Mars colonization. We'll we'll see someone who brought a crucifix and a Bible and. Oh, I so claim this so planet you, for Christianity. So you think yeah. we're gonna? So you don't think there's gonna be a new religion set up? No, not not immediately. I think. I mean, I think it could evolve eventually. Um, um, a Martian-based religion that humans cause, but I think right now, our if we're talking about landing astronauts on Mars and eventually colonizing it with how we see the world today, I think we'll bring our religion with us. Okay. Um, I think the only thing that's really going to shake that is if we start seeing aliens. And then we'll be praying to them. Yeah. We got and we got on a really 
like political stance on this podcast today. That was I weird. Oh, I don't really political. That was blas- I thought we'd be really blasphemous this episode. Oh, okay. Fuck God. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Wow, I would give me God. I was waiting for the lightning bolt. Well, um, we're, he'd have to go for uh, the house, so I think it doesn't want to. It it wants he wants to hit me, not uh, Adam's family. All right. Well, you leave first, and then I'll leave after you. That's okay. why I didn't park near you. Post pod trivia. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Violator. 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 Yeah. Oh, he's a creepy ass demon. Holy shit. I'm going to read some lyrics to songs about heaven slash hell slash devil slash god. You name the song. Clutch. There's no clutch. Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Here are the lyrics. You name the song or the band. All right. We need Snyder here for this one. Then the door was open and the wind appeared. The candles blew, then disappeared. The curtains flew, then he appeared, saying, don't be afraid. Here's a clue. Think of this as a cowbell. Oh! Oh! <laughs> don't fear the reaper. Blue Oyster Cult, don't fear the reaper. Okay. okay. This one, This I probably should have started off with this one. This one's kind of obvious. Here we go. Fire on a mountain, run, boys, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. Yeah, we went down to Georgia. Chicken in the bread pan, a picking out dough. dough. Granny does your dog bite. No child, no. Devil went down to Georgia. Charlie Daniels. You know he was blind? That's a Bob and Tom joke. Never mind. Okay, here we go. Uh, you fooled me with your kisses. You cheated and you schemed. Heaven knows you li- how you lied to me. You're not the way you seemed. You look like an angel. Walk like an angel. Talk like an angel. But I got wise. If he was singing it with an actual beat, I'd probably get these. You're the devil in disguise uh, by Elvis Presley. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have seen. I wouldn't have that one. Okay, yeah. that's not one of my more his more famous ones. So I don't think our generation is just gonna like instantly get that. Oh yeah, I know that song. Oh yeah, blame it on the hipster. Okay, here we go. Number three. Uh, I wasn't actually doing that, but it wasn't. It, you make bring up a valid point. If God had a face, what would it look like? And would you want to see if seeing meant that you would have to believe in things like heaven and in Jesus and the saints and all the prophets? Yeah, what if God was one of us? I, knew, it, I knew I knew the I, song. I can't but I remember. Th- I can't. I don't know the name. Jonah. What if God was one of us? Oh, Jonah's okay. One. It's just yeah. what if God. La- uh, last lyric. Um, I've heard this song forever. They use it, it like the last, like in the early 2000s, this song was everywhere. Um, I didn't know it was about what I thought it was about. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Please allow me to introduce myself. Um, uh, sim- sympathy for the Devil. Fuck it. Rolling Stones. It's my favorite Stone song, man. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know it was about the Devil. It's called Symphony for the Devil. I, well, I only heard it in like commercials and shit. I, didn't, he, uh, I agree with him. Like, I first heard it uh, with Interview with the Vampire. Or that, what, that's one of the uh, Tom Cruise scenes I can really get behind. That was a Victorian age movie. What were they listening to the Rolling Stones? It's taking place in modern time because it's an interview of a vampire. It's modern. It's like most of the movie is set in ancient times, but it's basically about a vampire telling his turning and his therefore life in the Victorian ages. Yeah, it's all all flashbacks. Okay. But there's a good chunk of it that's modern times. Yeah, and then uh, Tom Cruise comes back in, turning him like, "Ah, nice car. And then just let her, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man, a man of wealth, wealth and, and taste. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, go ahead. I'm a man of wealth and taste. 
Been around for very many years. Been around for a long, long year. Yeah, it's a long, long year. Okay, like I said, um, I got the gist of it. You got the stole many a man's soul and faith. Stole many a man's soul to waste. Oh, okay. All right. Uh-huh. Next category. Say what? I'm going to read some action. Yeah. I'm going to read what? Say what? <laughs> Daniel, not even a response. Daniel, can... Daniel, got you, girl. Oh God. Okay, Let's anyway. not start that. Okay, I'm going to read. <laughs> Almost as bad as episode 55. <laughs> yeah, that was a horrible episode. I'm going to read. <laughs> oh, some... I don't even want to remember it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I'm still, I'm still a little, a little sore from that episode. Um, uh, I'm going to read some actual dialogue from a movie. Tell me if it was God or the devil. That said it? That said it. Okay. Number one, I did the same thing to Gandhi. He didn't eat for three weeks. God. Uh, Bruce Almighty. Yep. Number two. Are you seven fingers on one hand. Mm. Are you so eager to see blood flow? Devil. It seems like a devil line. Do you know what? No. No, okay. Yeah, you're right. It's darkness from legend. Okay. You think I, I came here to hurt you? I didn't come here to hurt you. I came here to love you. Give yourself to me. God. Uh, that's the devil. Yeah, the devil. The man. End of days. The devil. Mm. Judas, you betray the son of man with a kiss. Oh, I gotcha. I got uh, I'm going to uh, go with devil on that one again. Come God. On. Uh, Jesus. The Passion of the Christ. Okay. It's hard to find God quotes because God doesn't really speak in a lot of movies. Well, you just grab something from Metronon. He's the voice of God. Oh, God fucking dick. Okay. <laughs> okay. You could just go, ah! <laughs> okay. O- okay. Only if you're starting an immigrant song. No, no. Can you do like, that? Uh, from his uh, line from Dogma. Her oh. line from Dogma. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, number five. Family's doing just fine. Busy, 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 busy. Need a vacation. God. Uh, I'll agree, God. Satan, Constantine. Because huh. uh, he asked him, how's his boy doing when his boy's in the next room? Oh, ready to, that's right. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Number one, or number one, number six, the very last one. Use a condom, Pop. Uh, devil. The devil, little Nicky, when Lucifer wants to fuck the dude with the boobs on the head. Mm. Lucifer, played by the legendary... Rodney Dangerfield, Satan, played by the legendary Henry, uh, I want to say Cavill, but that's not right, uh, Henry, um, the dude from, from Dustle Dawn, fuck, what's his name, uh, Henry, I don't think it was that guy, yeah, it was, Winkler, no, no maybe Winkler not. was in it, he's the one who, like, Henry Winkler, covered in bees, hey, do you know he's dead, he's not dead, you know what, I, I, I'm not apologizing, Harvey, Harvey Keitel, I'm sorry, Harvey Keitel, <laughs> so close, Harvey Keitel, okay, uh, news. Uh, anything you else? Something easy. Cover Winkler and bees again. <laughs> Sorry, Winkler. Uh, uh, before we move on to news, anything else we want to drop in about heaven or hell? Hell nor heaven. God, I'm so used to. Well, oh, devil's mm-hmm. favorite food. Popeye's chicken is the shiz nas. South Park. No, no. Uh, Little Nicky. Uh, I'm okay. He pacifies a demon by just making a giant bucket of Popeye's chicken. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is Don't that, eat the bunnies. Is that why you have KFC today? Is it in honor of that scene from Little Nicky for the uh, yeah, I wish podcast? I, had, I, I, I want Popeye's chicken. I wish we had one around here. I've been yeah. craving some of their chicken. You know there's three other people in the room and you just ate right in front of us. Yeah, I know. Okay, all right. News. 
you I just, had to display my dominance. Oh, okay, I got you. You could just peed on us and just like marked us. Yeah, I don't want to claim you as mine. No, what I'm saying is I'm okay if you pee on us. <laughs> no, okay. All right, all right, all right. I had to lighten up the mood. We got a little political towards the end of the podcast. Uh, news, Idris Elba to replace Will Smith as Deadshot and James Gunn Suicide Squad. Okay. I think it's a good replacement. It's a good uh, Due to his busy schedule, Will Smith left amicably. Uh, Busy what's the word? What's the word, Daniel? Amically. Thank you. Amically. Uh, Margot Robbie will not be returning, and Joel really? for for the sequel. But she's still doing. Um, was it si- Gotham Sirens? Okay. Margot so, Robbie. Uh, Harley Quinn. So, are they not going to have Harley Quinn in it, or are they going to recast her? Uh, as far as I know, they're not going to have it in a, it, her in it. Ooh, that was because, a huge draw. Because within that universe, Margot Robbie is still Harley Quinn. Also, Joel Kinnerman, uh, Rick Flag, his status is unclear at the moment. Well, he wasn't really that influential in that suicide movie. It was just sort of like a weird subplot, like, hey, you gotta help me. My babe's this crazy psychotic witch bitch. No, he was kind of the he's kind of the focal point because they teamed up. He was the, a focal point, but it was in like, the office. They all teamed up and like, like, look, if he dies, we all die. Everyone circle around him. I so, guess without him, they, there's no reason for them to work together to a degree. And he's the only one that treated them like human. I mean, he not talked at first. first. Uh, hmm. If it was, if I needed, if, if I needed something, well, first of all, I would, I would have been a mass serial killer. But so no one would give a shit what I want. But if I needed something or needed to talk to someone, someone personal, who are you going to go to? Amanda Waller, the the dude that uh, ended up um, getting kissed by uh, Jared Leto in the movie, the the prison guard. Or or Rick Flag, who are you gonna go see? I want to go see Killer Croc. What if you are Killer Croc? Then I'm gonna I'm go gonna, see I'm myself. Talk to myself, movie. yeah. <laughs> okay, reported by Clyder, fans can expect to see these new characters in uh, James Gunn new movie: Rat Catcher, okay, King Shark, all right, Polka Dot Man. Okay, so Rat Catcher and Polka Dot uh, Catcher are probably the two throwaway good kill off to make a point. Yeah. Well, the, well, I don't die. know. The last one's Peacemaker. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about Peacemaker. Okay, so <laughs> which three characters die in this film? We've got Harley Quinn, Rick Flag. Harley and Quinn's Chan- not in. This just one. assume Harley Quinn's right, in there. Right, Harley right. Quinn, Rick Flag, Enchantress, Deadshot, King Shark, Killer Croc, Rat Catcher, Polka Dot Man. And Peacemaker. I only, I only three know, characters die. You pick them out of the crowd. I only know Marvel's Polka Dot Man. What's DC's Polka Dot Man? I don't. Great do. question. But you don't know. Let me look no. real quick. No, I don't know any of those. If three. you don't know the name, that's because they're getting tier three characters that are safe to kill because they're never going to use again. Exactly. That's the same thing with uh, what's his face Slipknot. Slipknot and El Diablo. And El Diablo. Yes. They did it a lot better in Assault on Arkham, where they killed KG Beast. An actual recognizable name. And King Shark. Uh, yeah, he dies later in the movie, though. Yeah. Oh, like, I've seen this guy. Okay, so Polka Dot Man, also known as Mr. Polka Dot, was a minor supervillain who fought Batman and Robin early in their careers. He became known for committing grandiose uh, crimes revolving around bizarre theme of Polka Dots. The spotted pattern on the Polka Dots, Polka Dotted Man's gimmick costume also concealed a variety of hidden weapons. Yeah, he's not making it out of the film, guys. You don't think? Oh, no, God, he's no. dead the first time something goes south. Yep. Uh, he might be the one who gets his head blown off to make a point. The Rat Catcher, he plays a huge... Uh, it's not, not Arkham. What's the other one? The other prison in Gotham? Blackgate. Uh, Blackgate. Blackgate. He's, when Blackgate gets taken over, 
Um, he played. He's like a huge character. In what Black year Eight. was this? Uh, it was before the New Fifty Two. Yeah, that's why. Because it wasn't going to matter after the New Fifty Two. I don't know. It's just I wish they would just do something more interesting. Isn't King Shark? Isn't he in the Flash or the Arrowverse or whatever? Uh, he's in Flash. Yeah, he was in in season two or three of Flash. Let me look up who the Peacemaker is real quick. Yeah, it just would have been a lot interesting if they did like a better crew. Like, <sighs> like I haven't seen Aquaman, but does Black Panther die? No, he doesn't. No. Hey, they get I'm captured, getting, dude. I'm getting ready to watch it when I go home. Don't. Oh shit! I thought. I'm sorry, I thought I heard you watched it. God, he is... That's all he does is spoil shit. Yeah. Don't tell Tyler. Uh, <laughs> but like... You the, could, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you're saying you could do, like, Reverse Flash. You could do Poison Ivy. Well, they Ivy. haven't introduced him yet. And they're they, saving for the Flash movie. Yeah, right. No, it's just... It's just... You know, it's like you keep saying they like, oh, the only major characters are uh, just bad versions of the main one. So the Green Lantern movie is going to be the Yellow Lanterns. Sinestro, it's going to be you know Flash and Reverse Flash. Or I mean, they could do so Zoom at least. So the so Zoom. Uh, the Peacemaker is uh, a name of of a series of superheroes originally owned by Charlton Comics. I wonder which character Alan Moore turned the Peacemaker into. For the Watchmen, because a lot of the Charlton Comics characters are actually so. The Peacemaker is Christopher Smith, a pacifist diplomat, so committed to peace that he's willing to use force as a superhero to advance the cause. Well, that's fucking yeah. He's uh, ass backwards. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to use violence against them. Shot in the head. Oh, the character is used as the basis for the comedian Alan Moore's The Watchmen. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet, yeah. Okay. Well, so this kind of irritates me because I don't really like James Gunn personally. I like his movies, but I feel like his movies are very formulaic, and I think he's just going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy via Suicide Squad. I don't know about that. Like, um, like, have you been seeing the trailers for that when movie he's been doing Brightburn? Yeah. That's looking pretty... Dude, you've got some serial killer breathing going on in the microphone. He's just breathing. I need to breathe. I have to breathe. I'm not... No, hold your breath, Daniel. Hold your breath. Hold, we'll your, hold your breath. We'll do a camera shot. You must sacrifice for the podcast. <laughs> How much did it don't, cost you? Don't worry. I'm, I'm literally cert- uh, CPR certified for my job. So You just want mouth and mouth. I know the tongue technique, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It's where I tongue your butt. Remember, uh, Make me the gasp. pressure on the chest goes to fat bottom girls. Yes. Um, we're staying alive. Um, okay, so any more on that? On on suicide, suicide squad? squad? Yeah. I no, like no. Any more on me tongue in your butt? Um, Where did it go to no. the butt? It was like a blowfish. You just and <laughs> it's, I, there was like that one episode. Like if you didn't want to actually kiss your buddy, you, could you fart it powerful enough to actually resuscitate them? What episode of what? Of uh, Mansers or something like that. Hmm. Never heard of it. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it just that Suicide Squad 2 sounds like a train wreck. I mean, they're having problems in production, post-production. None of the, not post-production, none of the original cast is going to be there. Yeah, like they're, they're, they lost Harley Quinn. they they losing Will Smith, who are both giant draws to the movie. But they got Idris Elba. They got Idris Elba, which is a nice replacement, but like... Plus he's got he's got gun practice from being in the dark tower. Well, yeah. So it, they're, oh, he's they're, playing Deadshot. 
Yeah. There's he, no he's one the guy who, replacing Will Smith. There's no one who's going to load a gun faster than Idris Elba. He's a fantastic actor, but God. the movie is losing all the characters I want to see. And this yeah. is going to be a direct sequel? So, if it's going to be direct... No, no, it's a soft reboot. Soft reboot. Soft reboot. A, a soft reboot. DC's pretty much... I know. DC pretty just, much is like peeing on the flames of the yeah. Snyderverse right now. Yeah, they just need to or stop ashes, for a while. It just this is just getting so confusing, and everybody's gonna understand what the fuck's going on. We're barely holding it together, and we actually know some of the medium behind it. And then, like, I'm literally gonna be working with guys like, so, oh yeah, the new Suicide Squad going up. Why they? Why does Will Smith look different? Literally, you should be like, oh, so all black men look different to you, huh? They should all look the same. Wait. Yeah, I got, that back. I got that back. Yeah, backwards. you did. Okay, uh, I, I put this bit of news in because it kind of fits into our topic. Images have been released uh, for the direct-to-video Doom Annihilation movie based on the video game, which is about hell. Hmm, okay. Are we excited? Do we care or anything? I didn't know it was coming out. I mean, I enjoyed the Doom series as video games. I enjoyed the movie. I mean, it's not high cinema, but it was fun. Do you my, like, do my you like the mythos? favorite scene, though, is when they go straight to... After he wakes up and they go basically into like the video game mode. Yeah, the first person. Yeah, that was pretty probably sweet. that was the best scene in the entire movie when we get all the way up to the guy in the wheelchair and he gets like a big like dog thing and then he's got like those uh uh handicapped dog wheels on his back half. So do you guys like the mythos behind Doom? The whole hell coming it, to Earth? Yeah, it's interesting. Have um, you ever read any of the books? No, I haven't read the books. They're pretty okay. Um, it's it's the same kind of thing as Brit Event Horizon. Like the concept is there. Like, yeah, yeah. They, you know, okay, you yeah. Try to open a portal and it's accidentally to hell, and then. I like the idea of a twenty like twenty seventh chromosome, and that determines if you are good. You're like like oh yeah, you're a good person, but if you're bad, it just turns you into a fucking demon. But I want because they, they've changed it. They've changed the mythos. Originally, it was hell. It was the the judo Christian hell but now it's just like an alternate dimension that we perceive as hell like i want it to be actual hell i don't want it to be some weird alien race that we perceive as hell i think that would be who uh doom guy or master chief who wins oh well there's been a video about this i think yeah i I think master chief technically wins because he has more advanced technology doom guy or turok the dinosaur hunter oh doom guy doom guy wrecks turok doom guy or mega man Mega Man. Mm. I don't know. I bet Mega Man has to hit Doom Guy a hell of a lot more times than Doom Guy has to hit Mega Man. He just charge shots. Yeah. How much health bar do you think that takes away from him? Because I mean, like, if you look at the pixels, like the the bars. You well, get, what, Mega like, Man's fully powered up. Fully powered up, you get thirty or forty, and Doom Guy has two hundred and twenty-five health. And, and well, we're not even seeing how damage converts between the two, though. I'm yeah. sure this is something that our uh, avid fan, uh, Matt Pat, could answer for us. Oh, God. Oh, there you go, Matt Pat theory. Doom guy, Samus Metroid. Samus. Uh, I still go Doom guy. I, f- I feel like the particle gun is just going to wreck Metroid. Like, Who? You can turn it into a ball if that's cute. Who, look, who looks better in a uh, one-piece leather suit, Samus or the Doom Guy? Doom Guy, obviously. Oh, right. wait. Uh, no, no, uh, yeah, Samus. L- last last one. Doom Guy or Agent 47 or 41? Hitman. 
Oh, okay. Uh, okay, it depends on the scenario. scenario. If it's getting a drop, Agent 47 is just taking them out with like a sudden kill move. If it's like a head-on dead fight, yeah, Doom Guy. Okay, no. It's a 10-foot It's a ten foot hallway. Yeah, Doom Guy. Door opens up, Doom Guy. Door opens up on the other end. Agent 47. Is it 47 or 41? I thought it was 37. I think there's multiple. They use different ones. Uh, anyway, sure. I still say Doom Guy. Yeah, in, in, a one, in a head-to-head fight, yeah, Doom Guy. Well, also, if you look at the, like, the video games, like for Doom, if it moves, you shoot it. So there's no sneaking up, like... Like there's no we're, costumes and trying to hide in plain sight. Right, it but you're just, you shoot you're it. You're just a buying, <laughs> a, a buying by Doom Guys world. If we're mashing the two worlds together, we have to have some Hitman shit too. Yeah, but if you're Doom Guy, if it moves, you shoot it. Right, but Doom Guy's not going to see the Agent Forty Seven. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, what, what know, about, I don't even play any of these games. For some reason. What I'm about this? Getting pissed off, but he's just being so narrow-minded. What about this? Ten foot hallway. On one end door opens up, it's Hitman. On the other end, Doom Guy. In the middle of the hallway is a box. Out of the box pops Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, if he's already in the hallway, I think Doom Guy has literally uh, fucking the BFG, right? Yeah, he just hits them both in the same shot of the BFG. Boom. Like I said, head on head fight, yeah, Doom Guy wins because he has the heavier artillery. I'm just saying. Try and see things from my point of view. As a Hitman fanboy? No, as a sort of like a like religious. You played thing. through every Hitman ever. Obviously, you're just obsessed about the bald head. No. Okay. I hate. The, no, I think the reason is because I work with a guy that's got the damn barcode tattoo. Seriously? Yes. Has he, he, has he ever had it scanned? I tried scanning. <laughs> Did it, anything come up? It didn't work. Oh. All right. Let's he wasn't looking because oh. we we uh, to differentiate our parts. We basically we uh, have a little barcode over in there and we scan it in so it, we can log time what time we was working on it. And I actually tried to fucking scan to see if it actually put numbers in the computer. It Nothing. didn't work. Okay. Um, if I was a tattoo artist, I'd go to like I'd say, okay, you want a barcode? Come back tomorrow. And then that night, I'd go to like a, like an adult film adult store. And find some like really just like really over the top kinky toy and like copy the barcode on it and then tattoo that barcode on it. So it went, sometime him and his buddies get drunk, comes up like, you have your barcode reads big black bud plug or some shit like that. Yeah, uh, that's my name in college. <laughs> okay, last bit of news: Captain Marvel box office hits historic 153 million dollars domestically and 455 million dollars globally. Captain Marvel, starring Blee Larson, shattered the glass ceiling in its box office Brie. debut. What did I say? Blee. Blee. There's an L in there somewhere. Arnold Schwarzenegger. In box office debut with, <laughs> oh four, God. with $455 million worldwide ticket sales, including $153 million North America. Uh, the tent pole global launch reps the biggest ever for a female-fronted film, eclipsing Beauty and the Beast as well as the second largest for any superhero pick behind Avengers Infinity War. Overall, it's the sixth best worldwide of all time. Great, okay. yeah. Way okay. to go, Marvel. Okay. Anything on that other than go see it? No, I'm going to go Co- see it Monday. Cody's seeing it. Dan's going to see it Monday. I, I enjoyed it. I, did, I feel like it's not an absolute half-see for the Marvel Universe. Like It's not one of the movies like, you have to watch this to understand Avengers Endgame or anything like that. I, it's more of like uh, give you a little bit more backstory into her character. 
Okay. All right. Um, anything? Any other bits of news before we move on to birthdays? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, it's but just that, that I'm taking the day off for Avengers Endgame, and I expect both you guys to do the same if you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to take the day off, but I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. Um, it's only normal celebrity birthdays today. None of the adult film stars had punny names, so. Ah, uh, okay, that sucks. Birthdays. You couldn't make your own? I know you research each and every one of them, so Dick you just Hammer find Bush. something like, "Oh, I should." She should have been called <laughs> the Burning Bush birthday today. Uh, Olivia Wilde. I did oh, this. That for, is a weird fetish. I did this for Tyler. He hmm. he loves Olivia Wilde, but he had to leave. So for Olivia, good reason. Hmm, Olivia happy, Wilde. Happy birthday, Olivia Wilde. Uh, I did this for me, John Ham. I love me some ham. Good hair. Cla- classic. Oh yeah, he will be. Um, I did. John. I did this for. Uh, I did this for Cody. As he drops the mic on the floor, I did this. I for didn't c- drop him on the floor. I dropped it into my chesticle. Oh, just, uh, Chuck Norris's birthday today. Yes. Uh, uh, you know when uh, Chuck Norris was one bit once bitten by a viper, and after seven agonizing days, the viper finally died. Uh, Rick Rubin's birthday today. The the guy who made the sandwich. No! 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 <laughs> I got that joke, yeah. No. Uh, the dude, he's like, uh, any good music that's been out in the last 30 years, he's behind it. So Clutch? No, he has not worked with Clutch. Oh, okay. so, oh You're, you're just... such a dick. <laughs> I really saw him. Huh? With some stuff. He did uh, the last couple Johnny Cash albums with Hurt. And uh, um, so was he an idea for him to do the cover of her? Yeah, uh, a blood sugar sex magic from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, System of a Down, uh, pretty much any any great uh, music he's behind. Interesting. Um, I did this for Gary or Gary did this for Daniel. Uh, okay, Gary. 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 The guy on your other oh, podcast. Fuck. Here we go. Seriously, <laughs> I that's did. the guy. Oh God, Gary. Oh, I'm sorry, and Daniel. He, and he called me his other podcast oh, partner. Oh Here we go. In the middle Here. of the cast. Uh, Tyler's not going to let you live this down. No, I ain't. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Carrie Underwood's birthday today. Yeah, I bet Gary likes Carrie oh, Underwood too, God. doesn't he? He does. Um, Carrie Under, Underwood would be a good. Oh, doesn't she name. have that? Isn't she uh, Jesus take the wheel? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So okay. why didn't you mention that in the songs? Oh yeah, good question. I don't know. There's a lot of biblical music that we didn't get to. Yeah, uh, and then my stuntman for the day is Mitchell Gaylord, another porn name, I guess. He was Robin's stunt double in Batman. That's Forever. actually a very classic name, and shame on you for trying to belittle it. Okay, Cody Gaylord. Uh, he was also Scorpion stunt double in Mortal Kombat. Hmm. Get over here. What's Gary think of Mortal Kombat? Fuck, I don't know. Okay, anyway. He doesn't go there for the conversation. He's just there for the action. Yeah, it's all physical. Um, anything else before we wrap it up? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, all right. I want to give special thanks to Jag to Jack. Taylor Benjamin, Miranda DeVore, Patricia Scheibel, Misty Summer, Lucia Resendez, CDMP1313, Madonna Ballard, Brandy Adams, Morgan DTV, Jill Bryant, Evil Bill, Meatwad440, Jason Tipton, and That Cousin Show for subscribing to our YouTube channel.
Hey guys, thank you. I hope you enjoy the episode. We have subscribers. Yeah, a lot actually. I didn't tell any of those guys to subscribe. And so they this d- is kind of getting weird. And they say so. Other than Jason Tipton, are we related to any of them? No, not that I'm aware of. Are, are we related to Jason? You were related to Jason Tipton. My right? cousin. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and none of them seem to be bots. So I, I don't know. Maybe hey guys, are, yeah. maybe they are bots. I don't oh, know. Thanks for listening. Ring the bell. Like, share, and subscribe. What does that mean? Ring the bell. Uh, there's a notification bell and you click it and uh, whenever we upload a new video whether it be one of the current ones or an old one that still needs to go into the vault um, it will uh, notify you uh, through your uh, your phone it'll just ping up there and say hey Adam got off his ass and damage control podcasting finally brought up episode 30 I'm too busy working on my other podcast he's too busy on his other podcast oh my god which you can also find on our YouTube channel yep Yep, yep, yep. I do. I tell you all the time, man. Let's do as many podcasts as we can, dude. I'm working, I keep telling you, I'm free throughout the week. I'm after working two on. O'clock. I'm working on yeah. a game. I'm working on a game Except show. Except Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, Tuesday, and most Mondays. Not Wednesdays. You're not free on Mondays. What about? No, the, I said I, I've said I'm not free Wednesdays. Oh, okay. What about the second Wednesday of the week? No, I'm not free any Wednesdays. Okay. No, there's too much D&D going on Wednesdays. Well, so, I technically got three hours before we even start. More like mm. more like too much D&P. D-P. Okay, if you keep that up, I'm going to force you to do a role-playing uh, epi- uh, podcast on this channel. I will. Okay, Damage Control Podcasting is recorded in my parents' basement. You can check out the audio version at SoundClouds and iTunes. We also post a video version on YouTube. Search Damage Control Podcasting. For other DCP video content, please check out YouTube. Still working on it. Yeah, like Adam's other podcast. Check out DCP. Three Dudes in a Review. Three Dudes in a Review. Yeah, you can get to see my smiling face and Adam's cheating face. Oh, my God. Uh, check out DCP Presents. Uh, Jan's got a uh, Jan's got a pod, a podcast dedicated to the filmography of musician, writer, director, and actor of Thomas Jane. I said J- Jane got a pod. Uh, the second episode will be up very soon. We did Deep Blue Sea. Oh, I finally get the reference of the name. It's like, Janie's got, got a gun. gun. Yeah. yeah. And I reference our commentary that we did for Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, deepest, bluest. My head deepest. is like a shark fin. <laughs> yes. Uh, <clears throat> even though Daniel's pissy, it's only going to be like a, a monthly pod or two a month. Um, yeah. Semi-regular. Make sure you check it out. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, uh, uh, especially the Deep Blue commentary. Uh, is that on YouTube yet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that one's great. Adam had like three hours of sleep and four energy drinks that day. <laughs> it was a hell of a commentary. Yes, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure everyone thinks I'm gay for Thomas Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say. Uh, <laughs> find us on Twitter at Damn Control as well as Reddit. Cody, what are we on Reddit? Damn control podcasting. Okay. Yep. Con- slash damn control. Contact. We're, we're eventually going to do something on there. We've got a bunch I'm of. I'm trying to get a computer okay. for that exact purpose because uh, I can't do the links on my phone. I got one you can have. I really wouldn't like to have because this goes, the relationship goes south. I don't want to be like, I want all my shit back. Hey, I'll take it. Daniel's going to take it and he's going to sell it I'll to sell you. I'll sell it to you, yes. I'll take the fucking computer then. No, uh, give me the fucking money. Okay. <laughs> Contact us at I damage. I have a rare two dollar bill that is misprinted and that says three and a half. Contact us at damage control podcasting at gmail.com. Cody, you're gonna close tonight's episode. Take us out as a godlike being tell, telling the audience to listen to our show. 
in the end, it wasn't the weapons of man that destroyed God. It was man itself. That's not them, that's not them telling us to listen to our show. You said, all right, fine. It was the creations of the Damage Control podcasting that destroyed God once enough for all when they realized how silly some of this stuff was. Like the platypus. The naughty, naughty platypus. We are the platypus of podcasting. We are, I am the walrus. No, we're the platypus. (laughs) Okay. All right.